This week in Nintendo Maine, we have special guest Sam Wells here from Toy Du Jour to talk about games and toy games. I smashed me a couple of rackets. You should get Waluigi when you lose. Oh. podcast episode 124 this is your place for nintendo and nintendo related topics uh, video games whatnot um, we are your hosts i'm trey ultra smash johnson i'm jeremy kicked ass with waluigi mikowski oh fighting words mm, i'm john don't know if i got a smash ticket knitter oh mm. and we have a special guest this week sam wells from toy du jour what's up man hey i'm gonna say it's sam has never played a switch wells oh Oh, never played a Switch, huh? Do you no. do you not have one? There's take it. There's one in the house. <laughs> um, oh, okay, but uh, it immediately went to my wife mm. to play Zelda. Did uh, how long has she had it for? Oh, uh, I'd say the better part of the year. Oh, okay, so it's been there for a while, and you haven't had a you haven't had a chance <laughs> to like sneak a play in or sneak a touch on it or anything like that. Yeah, I I threaten like I pick it up and act like I'm. Maybe gonna delete a game or something. Oh, <laughs> as far as I've gotten. Well, you know, there's different there's different files. Like you can start a different profile. You guys, oh, don't, I'm well there. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys don't need to fight. <laughs> <laughs> you can start your own thing, and then you don't have to worry about uh, saves and all that. I mean, I guess the way the switch works, like she could pretty much play it wherever. Like she could be like, I'm going to work or whatever, and take it with her, and then you wouldn't <laughs> have it. Like if you were there, you know, because it's completely portable. I guess yeah, you, it's locked in the closet. Yeah, I guess you guys would have to get two. Like to enjoy it. I mean, are you interested in playing it at all, or do you just like watching? Uh, oh no, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And she's she's only really done the handheld. Like she doesn't really put it up on the TV. Oh, she doesn't even share it with you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want to get you any ideas. Like, oh, maybe I could play that. Nope, that's all hers. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I mean, I'm fine with it because it's sort of spoilery. If, yeah. I'm, if I'm watching her, so sure. But you guys could like always. I mean, you can do it together. It's like a joint adventure. Yeah. You can be like, "Hey, uh, go up that hill, or go fight that. You know, go look under that rock. There's probably a Korok there or something." You could just like vacate the room if you don't want things spoiled. True. <laughs> <laughs> just leave that room. Damn it! Why'd she have to dock that? And I have to leave the living room. Yeah, or just like <laughs> cover your like you know plug your ears and cover your eyes. That's what I used to do when I was a kid. I think you I guys have multiple docks. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy and I both have two docks. John doesn't have a TV, so he uh, he has a he has a try one. Well, we all have try ones also. Yeah, <laughs> these like uh, okay. these like suspendy things that you you know they're like uh, they have clamps that you like can screw on to like a whatever like a dresser or whatnot, and you can put your switch in there. And if you want to lay down and play it, it like holds the screen. Oh, nice! It's on my exercise bike that I don't use that often. It's basically <laughs> where where mine is. <laughs> But I think you guys use yours more than more than I do. I'm using yeah, mine right I, now to hold this iPad and film this uh, podcast. It's hold my uh, webcam also. Yeah. yeah, you guys are fancy. I just use my laptop camera. <laughs> I was going to ask you uh, just off the front here, Sam. Uh, what is your What is your favorite Nintendo game of all time? Oh, uh, <laughs> I think I would have to go with Super Metroid. Okay, 
That's probably my good favorite choice. too. That's a really good answer. <laughs> yeah, that that's what I would say as well. Have you? Uh, so you said that your wife has a Switch, but uh, how active have you been, like in video gaming? Like, do you still play, or do you? I mean, did you play like the Wii or the Wii U, anything uh, last generation, or what was the last system that you were into? Yeah, we kind of uh, get the previous system when a new one comes out. Oh, okay, but we skipped the Wii U, so which is why we were able to go to a Switch quicker than normal oh, okay mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah uh like me personally i just for the first time did uh link between worlds um maybe oh, nice. beat it last week oh nice uh, and then i honestly completely miss um skyward sword and did like meaning like i didn't know it was a game oh <laughs> yeah completely missed <laughs> so it. we just got that and like all i did was like save a file so far um so i'm excited to jump to that now that a link between worlds is done Oh, okay. So you haven't really, you, you're saying you just like barely even started, right? You just like put your name in there and that's about it. Yep. Okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, I'd be interested to see what you think of that. Like uh, Skyward Sword, it's kind of a, kind of Divisive. like a, yeah. Polarizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, I don't, I don't see what the divisiveness really is all about. I, I love that game. I think it's great. And I like the motion controls. I think they work really pretty well. I enjoyed swinging the sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on that side of the argument. I, I think some of it might have come from the fact that it's like not really truly full open world, I guess, where everything's kind of divided. And I think some people were upset about that. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of something you'll find out really early. But I enjoyed the game. I played it all the way through. I got all the hearts and all that. So I don't really understand like why people dislike it. I feel like there's more divisive thing on Twilight Princess than uh, than Skyward Sword, maybe. Even though I really like that one too. So I don't. I don't know. I don't but know. I think most people agree that uh, Link Between Worlds is a fantastic game. Link Between Worlds is a fantastic game. Yeah, that's that's a wonderful game, and it's cool you got to play that. I'm sure you enjoyed it, right? Yeah, I, it's one that like I don't know like rarely will i go back after beating a zelda and replay it right away but as soon as the hero thing was unlocked i, I started another game oh, okay nice did you go uh isn't there uh was it like street pass or isn't there stuff you do with that old man that's there it's been a long time since i played the game i i ignored that completely oh, okay because <laughs> supposedly if you talk to him enough, like he and he like reveals that he's like the the link from a link to the past. Oh, really? Which I thought was cool. Yeah, people so. hinted that there was more to him than yeah. meets the eye, but I I kind of just stayed away because I didn't want to deal with the street pass thing. Oh, sure. I like. I mean, I like street pass. It's just like I don't know. I don't know how many people you come you have coming through your shop uh, with 3ds's to where you'd actually where that actually happens to get right. street pass. I mean, maybe. I mean, if you got a lot of people walking by, but. It's not like, you know, it's not like Japan where like everybody has 3DSs and there's a lot more. That, that's the other thing too, that like I have been terrified since we've opened the shop to take a handheld game in there. Like I've never taken a video. Oh, really? Yeah. Just out of fear of somebody coming in and taking it or just, or just leaving it or whatever. Be slacking off on things that I need to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Yeah. It'd be totally very much a distraction in there. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm glad, I'm glad you're still playing Nintendo games. I didn't know. Yeah. I wasn't sure like how much, uh, I know you've, uh, I know you guys have had like Amiibo and stuff in that. And we've talked a little bit about games, but I wasn't sure like what your last system was or like what you played and all that. But hopefully you get to touch the Switch because the Switch is really cool. We've all <laughs> been enjoying it. It's a, it's a fun system. You know, that's mostly all that we talk about on the show. <laughs> you know what you got to do if, if your wife doesn't own it already, you got to go buy Mario Kart. And then you got to say, hey, you know, you got uh, two Joy-Cons. You know, there's no excuse you got to share it. That's true. Yeah. 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 And you don't even really need to buy another controller because you can you can do one Joy-Con on that and do everything that you mm-hmm. would be able to do on Mario Kart. So that's a good icebreaker uh, piece offering there. Mario Kart 8 would <laughs> be an easy way to get to get your hands on that. I don't know. if but, you... I mean, like, like I just mentioned, I 
I just started Skyward Sword, so I'm not really eager to jump onto it. Oh, you sure. Know? Yeah. Uh, now you're focused on that game. Yeah, and we also just brought NES Classic into the house. So oh, nice. Oh, there you go. Super, yeah. Super Metroid. I'm excited to go back and play that again and Earthbound. So I think my, my time's filled right now. Yeah, there's a lot of hours that you can put into that uh, Super Nintendo Classic. So especially, I mean, there's like Final Fantasy VI as well on there, like as far as like yeah. great RPGs go and like Secret of Mario Mana. RPG. Mario RPG as well. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of time you can put into that thing. So. Yeah, and we've only just, I think we've only played the Kirby games so far just to like crack it open and get a feel for it. Oh, nice. The Superstar? Uh, we've done them both. Because okay. you can do two player on both of them. Oh, okay. Yes, Superstar is like one of my favorite Kirby games, so that's always a fun game to go through. Cool. That game by itself has a ton of playtime. Superstar, yeah, because it has all the yeah. different uh, all the different modes that you unlock, and then there's like the two player mini games and stuff that you could play. I think it took me like six or seven hours to like just play through it because I did a playthrough thing for YouTube, and it took me took me a minute. I think the longest thing was a great cave offensive, finding all the treasures and all that, because I got lost pretty easily. And that's pretty hard, too, if you don't have a second player. But that's cool. So I guess that's the stuff that you've gotten uh, lately. Super <laughs> Nintendo Classic and the uh, Skyward Sword. Did you did you play Twilight Princess or no? I did. Oh, okay. Uh, all the way through. Did you play it on GameCube or Wii? Wii. Okay. Did you like the waggle in it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it was a little hard. It's one of those games that if you don't complete it on your first run through, you're going to have to restart it from where like you can't pick up from where you left off. Oh, got sure. Lost. Yeah. 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 I could understand with that. Unless you're like on the last guy, like that's, that's basically <laughs> when I stopped playing it was, was it was when I was about to go fight Ganon and I was like, that's I want exactly to when I stopped. I was like, I don't want to beat this game yet. I love it. So I kind of held on to it and it ended up, I, I waited like eight years or something. Mm-hmm. I just beat it a couple years ago. Yeah. Well, that was like a, that was the Wii U, uh, the Wii U HD one where I was like, oh, McGann and I should go get all the ghosts and stuff. And then I just didn't. <laughs> and then I didn't. And then I didn't play it. You know, I just kind of just like, oh, OK. But uh, so that's those are the most recent games that you've gotten then. Right, Sam? Yep. Cool. Um, let's uh, let's go on to that then. Uh, have you guys got anything this week? Anything new? Not aside from the demo, we might briefly discuss the mm-hmm. tennis aces. Which we'll, Same here. Yep. which we'll talk. We'll talk about that in a second. Well, speaking of tennis aces, uh, because I like the demo so much, and because of my middle name, I decided to go out and buy uh, Mario Ultra. Well, I Ultra didn't. Re- I, I didn't really go out and buy it. I just ordered it. But I got I got Mario Ultra Smash for for Wii U. Oh, it's in hand. I got it for sixteen bucks. Yeah, I just got it in the mail today. Actually, I played. You it. played that before? I've never played it. No. I didn't what are the uh, reviews on it? What's the consensus? Well, it's uh, I didn't buy it because it was not reviewed very well. Well, after playing it, I get it. Like, it just seemed like a total stopgap game. Like, I th- I feel like that was that Christmas where like Zelda wasn't coming out. Breath of the Wild wasn't fifteen or sixteen. It was one of them where Breath of the Wild was delayed, so they had nothing to do to come out. So they released like that and Amiibo uh, Festival. The, oh, uh, that was like the big Christmas. Yeah, I remember that. So okay. it was like, I feel like they just kind of threw it out and they weren't done with it because it seems like really bare bones. Like there's really not a whole lot to do on it. There's like regular, there's like your regular match. There's like a match with a giant ball and there's like a match where you can get, where you can make your guy bigger. And then there's sort of like a marathon thing where you fight a bunch of guys over and over again. And that's about it. That's like all that's on the game. And, and there's an online mode. But it's like seems like it seems real rushed. I guess is like I felt like they were kind of like, well, we can't finish Zelda by Christmas, and we need to release something. So here's a Animal Crossing amiibo festival and this Merry Christmas. <laughs> so yeah, that was either was that 2016 or was that 2015? Might have been 2015 because because uh, Paper Mario was out for 2016. I think it would, that makes sense because we knew for sure 
2016, we weren't getting Zelda because yeah. they announced the the Switch earlier that year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, so Ultra Smash was kind of something they just released, but it does it feels a lot like Mario Tennis Aces playing it, you know. Like when you when you go to the end there and it shows you like how much you've scored and how much the other guy scored and like all that where it's like split in half it does that exact same thing on Ultra Smash it doesn't have the different outfits with like the rain catcher hats and all that like like in the new one but it's uh it reminds me a lot of it it's fun I mean I paid like fifteen bucks for it I think it's fun for fifteen bucks but I mean it came out for sixty you know it's like if I bought it for sixty I'd be kind of let down because there's not a whole lot to do with it you know but for fifteen bucks yeah I'll get some hours out of it you know it's a good thing for me to play while I'm waiting while I'm waiting for the other game that's basically what I so is there an online mode at all there is an online mode but i was unable to find anybody to play i tried it and uh and it seemed like a ghost town so yeah. i mean i only tried it once and i didn't wait for a whole long time but it just i was just kind of sitting there and nothing was happening so i just jumped out and played the regular game but kind of like a sonic adventures or yeah sonic plus racing yeah same thing like uh sonic sonic and sega all-stars but I mean, it's it was cool. I mean, I, I wanted to I wanted to do like a series of videos for the old tennis games on YouTube, so that's kind of why I got it. I bought that one, and I also bought Power Tennis because apparently I lost or sold my GameCube version, so I ordered that one as well today. It'll probably be here next week. But I wanted to play that one, and I played some of the '64 one also, like right before we started recording. Wow! Did you so, have the whole tennis series then after that? Uh, I mean, I'm missing. Well, I, I think I might have the tennis game on virtual on Virtual Boy. I don't know. I don't know how many there are because I don't have the tennis games yeah, on you DS. Have the Game Boy Color one. I have the Game Boy Advance Mario Power Tennis or whatever it is, the RPG one. I have that on the on the Wii U on Virtual Console, and I played a little bit of that last night too. Just tried to refresh myself. But it's it's very much like the it's very much like the golf one where you can like uh, upgrade yourself and all that. But yeah, I've, I've had a I've had tennis fever going on. I really enjoy the the demo. Are we talking about it now? Because that demo is great. Yeah, I would just one one more thing that I got, and then we'll talk about the demo. I also got a eighty five hundred game, the MD five hundred Legends. Did you play it? Yeah, I played it last night. Also, it's fucking hard. And it's all like motion controlled, but I get one once oh. again. I got it for five dollars, so it's fun for five dollars. <laughs> That's basically what I could say. I mean, there's like there's like you know some old footage of old like indie races and stuff. I just wish it wasn't so difficult. Like you start off in 1960, and you have to like win, you know, go through a bunch of missions to unlock later indie cars. So I've only been playing the six the 1961 one because I can't beat it. But yeah, it's a it's like, uh, you know, there's one track. You can do a full 200 laps if you're insane. You can do that, you know, but there's, ah, o- but there's only one, one race track, on it. That's pretty harsh. I mean, it's called Indy 500, so right. yeah. there's only one race at Indy 500. So basically, uh, yeah. So I got that. But they don't do, like, different types of track. I mean, has, I don't know anything about Indy, but is it, has there never been any other track? Well, I mean, the Indy 500 Not is the, the Indy 500. 500 no. hmm. I mean, it's a racetrack in indianapolis it's yeah that's it you know i mean if it was like formula one racing which is the 500 racing then it could be at other places but yeah i guess so. if it's indy 500 yeah. it's just one thing it's like you know how make it coming out with a game called like madison's madison square garden the game yep you know i guess you could have different <laughs> sports there and stuff but it's still Maybe madison square concerts. gardens you know right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's one thing a rhythm game i couldn't really uh I mean, I couldn't really uh, see myself playing it, like buying it for sixty bucks, and like being like, "Hey, this is great," you know. It's a weird game. It's shovelware, to... right? I don't, I wouldn't say it's necessarily shovelware. I mean, the guys who made it, they're like a real company, like these tourist guys, and have actually made real games. I'm not not that this isn't a real game. It's just kind of like I don't know. The Wii was so hot back then that I guess they were like, "Hey, we should finally make an 8500 game." I mean, do you 80... know if it was multi-platform or do you know much of the history of it? There was a DS version. I found that out. It was released on DS too, so I don't know. 
Maybe it was on other things, but it looks, you know, it looks fine. It's just kind of, you got to be pretty hardcore into the Indy 500 to enjoy it, I guess. Which I you are. I wouldn't buy that game until I played the first 499 indie games. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you make that joke about uh, make yeah. that joke about Fallout 76 also or 78 or whatever it is? Or Mega oh, yeah. Man or Mega Man 64? Like I'll when that there. game came out, Mega Man Legend 64. Dead jokes all day. Where it's like I didn't play the first 63, so blah blah blah. Apparently everybody made that joke when uh, Fallout 78 was announced. Never forget Super Mario 128. <laughs> the the game that never happened. There was another game that I got today, which I actually didn't have to pay for at all, which is cool. I got for completely free. Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn, snuck onto the eShop this week. I don't know if you guys caught that or not. I did see that. I yeah. That, yeah. I got that game for completely free because I bought NBA Playgrounds, which is awesome. Your so, little, uh, your, uh, what's that, your ambassador award? It is my ambassador award. <laughs> and I, I looked it up online, and apparently that game's like 30 bucks new. So, uh... Yeah, so, it's too much for me to play, that's for sure. Don't don't get it for 30, I'll tell you that much. I, I played it and it's not great, but it's fine for free, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's a... No, so, I, it's funny. You read the description on the eShop, it even kind of sells itself short. It has it says, a bad game. Oh, yeah, did, it kind of says, it's not that great. Well, did you read maybe what Trey can look up the specific wording of it. Did you read it, what it, it says? It sells itself short. It says it's better than the Bible, and it tells you like why it's better than the Bible. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> would have been Would have been great for our Bible episode. Our Bible but game episode. So Shaq's just saying he's better than Jesus. Yeah, it says it says like not not that we're saying that we're that Shaq Fu Legend Reborn is better than the good book. That would be blasphemy. But please consider the following questions. Does the Bible feature basketball legend Shaquille O'Neal as an ass kicking Wu Zing master? Can the holy writ boast a dope rap featuring the big Aristotle himself? Does <laughs> Does the Book of Books provide the excitement and hilarity of battling bosses who are parodies of famous douchebags? <laughs> Do any of the conflicts depicted in the Sacred Testimony qualify as epic boss battles that you won't believe we actually put into a game? Shaq Fu Legend Reborn does contain all of those thrilling features and many more, so buy it. It's pretty cheap, which I don't <laughs> think it's that cheap. <laughs> but that's like their last the line. The closing argument is it's pretty cheap. That's great. Uh-huh. It's buy it. It's pretty cheap. It's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty ridiculous game. Like uh there is there was like one boss that that I had to that it like pauses and you get to do like a like a rhythm based uh, game like where you uh, basically have to hit the buttons in a certain order so that was kind of funny but it reminds me a lot of like bad uh, beat 'em ups from the 90s it actually kind of reminded me of the Tick game on Super Nintendo if you ever played that game oh that was terrible I've Horrible nightmares about that game because yeah. <laughs> I loved the tick and I was so excited they were coming out with a video game. Yeah, it's and super it was boring. just. I, I remember I tried it out. I I wondered could I just like hold the right button and hit the A button, the attack button, and then watch TV for like five minutes. And I did, and I beat the level. Yeah, well, that's kind of how Shaq Fu is kind of like that. There's not really a whole lot to do. There's only one. There's like one one hit button, and uh, you basically do that. It's like hit and jump, and there's some really cool cutscenes that are fully animated. I mean, that's great, but the rest of it's kind of like. Oh hum, you know. It's like, oh, here's a bunch of, uh, here's a bunch of Chinese stereotypes, and here's a bunch of like West Coast stereotypes, and there's like sugar zombies in there, and there was even a black guy in there shooting grape soda at you, which I thought was real offensive, but they still put that in there. I don't know. <laughs> that that kind of made me feel, uh, uh, made me feel a little upset right? when I saw it. But yeah, it's a, it's a game. It's out. Uh, I got it for free. I don't know if I'll play it anymore, but I did play it for an hour today. You can find it on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/fingmater. But uh. Yeah, we can talk about the tennis demo. Are you still there, Sam? I'm sorry for uh, we don't yeah. mean to feel free to a, feel. Yeah, uh, Shaq Fu though. What, how much would it cost if you didn't get it? Get it for free. 
I think it's, I think it's twenty. Uh, is it twenty? I th- I looked. I thought it was thirty. Maybe it's different because I just looked it up online and it said it was thirty for PlayStation Four, but it might be different for uh, Switch. I watched but... you. I watched your video a little bit and uh, I kind of skipped around a little bit. But at one point, I, you said uh, there's two moves: punch and stomp. Yep, <laughs> it's punch, <laughs> punch and stop and jump. That's it's what not all really you can do. kick. It's like a stomp. Yeah, it's not a kick move. It's a stomp move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's weird. You can stomp on people. Yeah, it's uh, it's twenty bucks. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys ever played Shaq Fu on Super Nintendo. I think it's better than that game, but twenty bucks is not pretty cheap. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cheap compared to like a sixty dollar game or a fifty dollar game. I mean, you if, just find like twenty bucks in your pants when you're doing laundry. You know, just buy Shaq Fu. Or if you bought a NBA Playgrounds like I did, you just get it for free, which is pretty cool. That was a nice surprise of the week. I was like, oh, I got a free game. Nice. And all you had to do was buy an amazing game. Yeah, all I had to do was buy NBA Playgrounds, which was okay. I had I had enough fun with it to warrant the like ten bucks I paid for it or whatever, however much that one was. But uh, so there, so like the big thing of last week was uh, the Mario Tennis Aces demo, which uh, which got released. And and uh, did you did you happen to play that or did your wife play that? Sam? Uh, no, I think it flew past our radar. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they dropped the demo for Mario Tennis Aces, which looks really good. It's coming out the 22nd of June. And uh, they did like a... I don't know if you're familiar, but they've been doing like... Um, whenever they release like a new like online multiplayer game like ARMS or Splatoon 2, they've been doing like these uh, global test punch or glo- global test whatever... They, they'll do different things over the weekend where, like, you can play the game for free, like, with other people online to kind of test the servers. <laughs> so they did that for Mario Tennis Aces, and you could play, like, an online tournament against other people. And uh, as you went through the tournament, you could gain points and unlock characters as you go, which is pretty cool because you can unlock, like, four other characters while you're doing it. So it gives you a reason to progress through it and makes it – it's more than just playing people online. You actually get to unlock new guys as you're going. I know Jeremy and I, we played through it long enough to get uh, get Chain Chomp as the final unlockable yeah. character in there, which is a giant Chain Chomp with a racket in his mouth, which is pretty hilarious. So Is he what? actually tethered to something? No, 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 he just has a tail and he's just jumping around. But he has his uh his racket in his mouth and he just kinda swings his face at the ball, which that can't be fun, but it's gotta have <laughs> some sort of uh, horrible whip. Yeah, he's just got that. a broken piece of chain trailing behind him. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's actually holding him. He's just kinda jumping around. If you guys ever get around to uh, after Breath of the Wild, make sure you play Super Mario Odyssey. Speaking of uh, chain chompness, there's a lot of fun chain stomp stuff in that game for Switch. Right on. That's true. But uh, did uh, did either of you guys make it to the finals in uh, Mario Tennis Aces? I didn't. I only played like eight matches, maybe, and yeah, I didn't get too far. I, I, I won maybe half of them. Oh. Were you were you not into it, or you just you didn't have time? No, I liked it. Um, I just didn't have time. I had a busy weekend. Okay, so I played a I played a good amount of it. Like I ended up getting the Japanese version so I could play it Thursday night because they're a day ahead of us. So I ended up playing the Japanese demo. For the most part, because if I tried to do the American demo, I'd have to start over in points, so I just played the Japanese right. one. And uh, it was pretty good. Like, occasionally, there's some occasional lag where uh, you would lose because you couldn't, like, you know, you weren't able to react on time. But aside from that, I had a lot of fun with it. It's pretty you cool. got to play the same person twice in the same tournament. <laughs> I did. I did that a couple <laughs> times. Where, like, it would... Cause, cause, you know, it was since, actually Kel, too, which is the name name of my cat. Yeah. Since, uh, you know, since it's like a tournament, there has the brackets and all that. So, like, you'll defeat one guy in one bracket, and then you have to wait for whatever other bracket to finish for you to fight another guy. And sometimes it'll take so long that you'll end up fighting the guy that you fought the first time. Like, he'll, he'll like, would have re-entered the tournament and bought an, an, and beat another guy. And then, so I ended up fighting, like, the same guy twice, which is pretty funny. And that happened which to- I never actually had that happen 
playing the I played the US version. Yeah. And I wasn't able to play the Japanese version. I didn't have time, so I didn't mm-hmm. even bother to download it. But I never had to wait very long. If I waited more than like thirty seconds, it just disconnected and yeah. I just had to log back in. Yeah. And it's not like a it's not like the Japanese version, like it's in Japanese or anything. It's just it was just yeah. from the Japanese eShop. There's no really, not really a difference at all. It's all in English. It's just... probably using those servers to to like match you up and everything. Because mm. I mostly played I mostly played American people in the Japanese version. I mean, it was probably like twenty percent Japanese people that I played. But I had a lot of fun with it. I'm really excited to play it. I think it's going to be like I've said it before, but I feel like it's going to be like the big like the new big internet esport uh, Nintendo thing they're going to be playing yeah. is online tennis and, so and i'll agree with you um because splatoon 2 kind of got me into all the switch nintendo wants us to play multiplayer esport type games on mm-hmm. the switch like they've been pushing that hard since the initial reveal so you know i i got into splatoon 2 finally you know i didn't really get into arms yeah um i like mario kart okay but i don't know if that counts as an esport but uh mm-hmm. you know this was like i didn't expect to like this game as much as i do and uh it's a lot of fun. The, I think I said at the top of the show that I was uh, breaking some rackets or whatever. But yeah, yeah there's the option to uh, you can try to like eliminate the other player by breaking their racket twice with a special move, and that's just like the the most fun way to win. Yeah, you especially can... if you do it on a deciding like if it's already like the end of the match and you also break their racket with a KO. Like that's so fun. Yeah, you can uh, you can KO people. Yeah, which is crazy. Like that's a uh, just thinking about all the stuff that's added in there when I was playing Ultra Smash. I'm like, wow, like there's cuz cuz they don't have any special moves in Ultra Smash and no like you know, you can build up, you have like a meter that you build up and aces and you can do like a crazy move which you can aim with motion control and all that. But yeah, the craziest thing is you can like totally break somebody's racket completely and then they're just out. It's just over. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Which I only did I, I only did it like one time, but you did it. You were like the you were like breaking rackets and taking names like on your uh, I've done it a network. lot. Like I have uh, I recorded some more footage when I played it the second day on Saturday and I was like I had a better grasp of the game and I had like I played a lot better than the video which I, I will post us playing the initial night, but mm. I was a lot better the second day when I played it because I had a better grasp of the controls. And I started using the different shots because you wanna fake out your opponent with you know, hitting it in different ways. So mm-hmm. I got a little better after that, and uh, that's how I unlocked everybody. But I really like doing the best was when I was serving. You could just tease the people, like, for a pretty long time. You just toss the ball up. Oh, yeah. Toss it up. Toss yeah. it up. Hold, I did that hold, a few hold, times. Hold, toss it up. Toss it up and then smash it. Oh, and see. that would get them most of the time. And they I would did, be moving I, around trying to adjust yeah. to where you stand mm-hmm. on the court. So, so you were one of those yeah. guys. I played a couple oh, totally. of those guys. It was, that was, I hated it. It was really annoying. Like, I'm just like... <laughs> Waiting and they I keep walking funny. back and forth and tossing it up and not hitting it. And I'm like, come on, man! I'm not I did here. it one match yeah. where there, there was a really bad lag, yeah. and the other guy like did it first, so I started like doing it too. So there was like probably two minutes at the beginning where we just did that back and forth. Yeah, I held it long enough one time. It came up and said, "You got to serve it, or, or you'll forfeit." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's such a dick move though man like i would have hate to be play. i would have like quit by then like i'd take the loss i'm out of here but it'd be a rage quitter right now because <laughs> because of all that tennis stuff but i did i did make it to the finals one time uh, the second day and i did it pretty i think the second or third match where i started the tournament and uh it was pretty easy i just happened to like face 
kind of easy opponents, but I made it to the finals and uh, it was a chain chomp and his name was Beef Milk. <laughs> yeah, Beef Milk. I saw your Twitter post about and that. Yeah, and he obliterated me. Like I don't think I scored or yeah. They obliterated me. I don't think I scored one point and you could see it in the in the Twitter video I uploaded, but I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get that trophy. And then the opponent I faced was way better than me. And, and, I, and, I, and I've been, yeah, and I've been rocking Waluigi. That's been my best character. Even after I unlocked um, Chain Chop, I kept playing with Waluigi because I just do better. Like I'm more familiar with how his special moves and stuff work. Yeah. Waluigi is the first character you unlock. And I, I really, I said at the top of the show, I think you shouldn't unlock him by winning. You should unlock him by losing. Like if you <laughs> lose 10 in a row or something, congratulations. Here's Waluigi. Yeah. Well, you know, I think well, that'd be more appropriate and very funny. Well, you know, Waluigi's premier game was Mario Tennis on 64. So he kind of has to be in this. Like he was only created to be Wario's doubles person in, in the Nintendo 64 Mario Tennis game. So. Waluigi is no stranger to tennis. Not to sidetrack it too much, but could you guys give a quick rundown of Nintendo's tennis history? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah like... Um, yeah, I just think. with this cast. With uh, Waluigi or just Nintendo in general? Just with the like the Mario cast, because I know that there's some like Super Tennis or whatever that didn't include them, right? Yeah, because I, I think the first Mario Tennis one was the 64 one, right? Yeah, that was the first official Mario Tennis game. With, yeah, and before the that, tennis. I can remember... Um, it was the Virtual Boy was the first one. The Virtual truly. Boy. Mm-hmm. Was that was that the first one with the Mario characters, or was I'm there pretty one sure? On? I mean, I feel, I feel like I the think Virtual it Boy, the Game Boy, the Game Boy Color didn't come out till what ninety six or ninety seven, or was it yeah. later than that? Yeah, and the yeah. the Virtual Boy was out in ninety five, and the launch game was just called Tennis, but it had all the um, mm-hmm. the same characters that were in uh, pretty much the same that were in Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, no, there was uh, Tennis on the NES where Mario was the the Ball boy, right? Or referee? Yeah, probably. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to get real technical, <laughs> but I think it had to have been the Virtual Boy. It had to have been the first, like Mario. I think tennis. so. And that was a fun game too. Which I own two copies of that, incidentally, just because they came with every Virtual Boy. Oh, the Virtual Boy game. Yeah, yeah, because I played it and I thought it only had Mario in it of uh, of characters. Nope, it's got Yoshi. Yoshi and Princess and okay. Bowser and the Koopa and Toad. I think it's got like eight characters. Okay. Well, yeah. According to uh, according to Wikipedia on the Mario Tennis, set, yeah, that was the first one. Uh, Virtual Virtual Boy was 1995, August 14th, and then Mario Tennis was 2000, was August 28th of 2000, and the 64. Then there was uh, then there was Power Tennis on GameCube in 2004, which I just ordered that one. And then there's Mario Power Mario Tennis <laughs> Power Tour. That's a Game Boy Advance game that came out a year later, 2005. So was there never a Game Boy Color tennis game? The 64 game and the Game Boy Color game released on the same day. Oh, okay. That so, makes more sense. So there's a Game Boy Color version, and you can do a transfer pack between them. You could do the same thing with Mario Golf. So yeah, there's Mario Tennis Open. That's 3DS. I never played that one. Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. That's one I just got. And Mario Tennis Aces. So I played, I played all of them except for that 3DS one, or the Game Boy Color one. So there's two I haven't played. But yeah, what is that then? Like seven games probably? Or eight. Yeah, there's like eight of them total. But yeah, there's the quick rundown of Mario Tennis. <laughs> this is definitely, you know, it feels like just like Splatoon to me, though, where you just you just keep playing. You get kind of uh, hooked on just matching up with people and just seeing how far you can go. And mm-hmm. it's fun. It does seem more like an eSport uh, type of game versus just you who know, used to be the sort of 
one-off party games where you get mm-hmm. together with four people in your living room and you know i didn't i didn't think it was really it had any potential as a sports game but this for whatever reason i just feel like they they did a good job of giving you a sense of accomplishment like you could really like customize it kind of like have, have all these different moves and everything and yeah it feels more like a game where you have skill and you feel accomplished after beating somebody not so much a game of like chance or whatever oh yeah no yeah there's no like random objects or items or anything yeah, like yeah. that which would be which which is good because a lot of nintendo sports games seem to still have that where they still they have to throw a random thing in there you know smash brothers does that too as well but there's a lot of depth to it and also in the in the final version you'll be able to play it without all the extra moves and all that which was not available on the demo but they showed it on there that there's a simple mode so that's and there's cool. the whole one player mode where there's adventures and bosses and yeah there's a, there's a story mode too which is the first time they've done that since the Game Boy Advance version so that's, I'm excited about that just like from the the last couple from like playing Mario Tennis on 64 and playing Mario Tennis up Ultra Smash I feel like I mean I really like games like that but they always they seem to not have a whole lot to do you know in the end yeah you can either play play friends or you can play online but there should always be like some sort of story mode or some sort of season mode or something like that and I'm really happy that that's yeah. going to be there in this new one so I think that's why I never got a Mario Tennis game or a Mario Golf game yeah I got Strikers I like Strikers I think Strikers had a little bit of depth to it yeah but um, yeah. I felt the same way. Well, Strikers Charge did have online, so you had that. Yeah, I loved that, yeah. And I want them to bring back Strikers. I would buy that day one. I've never played Strikers, but... It's really fun. Yeah, I have both of them. I have the GameCube one and the Wii one, Strikers and Strikers Charged. In fact, I don't think I've ever really played a soccer game online. I've played... Yeah, no. Never played a soccer game, really. Not even Mega Man Soccer? No. (laughs) I played Pele Soccer on the Atari 2600. That's the last Atari game I remember playing. Oh wow! Well, that's uh, I'm sure that one's great. <laughs> I'm sure it's a good representation of soccer on there. I can only imagine. Like it's probably it's a more lot. like foosball. Yeah, where you control like four people at once or eight people at once. Yeah. Have you played any of those tennis games, Sam? I mean, <laughs> Virtual Boy. <laughs> oh, you did play that one? Yeah. Uh, Very nice. I, I played it recently. We we have one here. Oh wow! But I yeah, I mean, you went through the list and I couldn't remember any of those or playing any of those. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you guys, I mean. You guys are in this world. You do this a lot more than than I do. I I can't say that I remember playing any game online like with other people. Oh, okay, really well. So you haven't yeah. you haven't made it to the you haven't made it to the online play yet. Yeah, on anything? I think it kind of it freaks me out a little bit. Oh, you know what? Okay, uh, yeah, I played uh, Marvel versus Capcom three on PS three, okay. uh, and yeah. I actually like figured out how to get online and play against somebody. And as soon as I started a match, I was you know, just completely demolished. So I was oh. like, Oh, well that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it's going to, it's probably better that you didn't win because I played that game online. And every time I won, I got an email from whoever I beat saying like, you suck, you, uh, you spam moves. Like you're, you're awful. <laughs> like it was, everybody sucked on that game online. Like seriously, they would like send me messages on the PSN. That was like, it was like, you suck. You do the same move all the time. I'm like, fuck you, man. Like you're obviously a sore loser. <laughs> Like seriously, they would yeah, always send me did, messages. Did I win? That's the bottom line. And I don't, <laughs> did a bunch of moves, same moves all the time. Did I? Did I beat your ass? Okay, cool. And I'm Bye. so would hate me playing Blanca. I'm, I'm so not head. a I'm so not a spammer. Actually, I'm totally against doing that. So it kind of pissed me off even more. I was like, I didn't do. I'm like, I didn't spam anything. I don't know what you're talking I hate about. Spamming. Like I was trying to play a Street Fighter Anniversary Collection earlier today online, and I played against a guy that just did low kicks the whole time. I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like what? And you like you even call yourself a Street Fighter player, and all you do is low kicks. 
It's like the cheapest move ever in any fighting game. It's like, come on, man. I They're super effective in Street Fighter 2 as well. Yeah, it was just really annoying. I was like, oh, you're one of those guys. You're one of those guys who only knows one move. You're real fun to play against. Thanks. But yeah, the internet world can be a whole thing. I mean, I wasn't really into it too at first, but try if you ever get a chance to play Splatoon, like for any of the demo stuff on the Switch, if, mm-hmm. if you ever get a chance to play to play the Switch, the house Switch, um, I definitely recommend playing Splatoon 2 because it's, uh, it's online, but it's not like, it's still fun, I think. Like even if you're not that good at no. it, you can still have fun with it. Yeah. Because more and of here's it, the thing with Nintendo, they don't want people to talk to each other. So yeah, there's because no they don't want kids either. to be exposed yeah. to stuff. So like <laughs> you can, you play all the online games on Switch, and the most is like maybe on Rocket League. Someone will tell you you suck, but <laughs> most games like you can't really, other than maybe them using the pre-programmed stuff with their avatar, you know, by hitting a directional pad or something. You're, you're not gonna you're not gonna get any like shit talk or anyone criticizing you because they can't. Yeah, even though you might you might see some weird stuff in the uh, lobby area where you see the guys nope. standing around with the uh, stuff above their uh, heads or whatever. oh, like their little like away message. Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. Let's transition to E3. Then we were just talking. You were talking about it at the beginning of the thing. Uh, did you uh, have you secured your spot in the Smash Brothers tournament or whatever, John? What's going on with that? I haven't. No. Uh, so there was, in case you don't know, there's supposed to be an email that went out on June 5th, and you get a code, and you have to go to the Eventbrite uh, site mm-hmm. that Nintendo set up and yeah. get your ticket. And so I never got the email. I was waiting all day. I was checking my messages, and nothing happened. And finally, at the end of the day, I posted on the NBC forum, hey, you know, anybody else having trouble? Uh, I haven't got my message yet. And... Everybody, lo and behold, they got the email at like eleven twenty-two Pacific time, and I didn't. I didn't get it. I'm registered and everything. You know, I got my E3 registration, all that stuff, but I just didn't get it. And the only thing I can figure is that because I have an exhibitor pass, it, it's perhaps different. And I'm also going there with uh, Indiecade, and I think my hope is that Indiecade already got all the tickets for the Indiecade people, and like. Hmm. Maybe they'll give it to us. Maybe they had some kind of deal. Um, maybe I'll get it when I get my badge or something like that. I don't know. It's the only thing. So maybe your but, registration works differently because you're uh, you're not general public. Yeah, maybe so. Um, I figured out that there was a pattern to your registration code, which was your E3 registration number plus your initials at the end. So I went onto the Eventbrite site, even though I didn't get the email. And I tried to get that ticket, but it didn't come up. It said, this code is not valid. So, I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. Hopefully, well, I get to play Smash. Yeah, I hope you still get in. I don't know what... Uh, so do I, man. I mean, I don't really know. I, I, yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. I don't there know is apparently going to be a standby line, but you're obviously not guaranteed to play. I don't want to spend the whole day waiting. And, you you know, would have to like camp in that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to spend the whole time waiting in line, which I guess is a lot of E3. So that kind of sucks. <laughs> that uh, I mean, depending on what game it is, you might have to wait in line all day. You know, I'm sure you did had to for Zelda and all that when that was that thing. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about a lot of that next week. Uh, E3 is next week, so and Nintendo's presentation is on the 12th. So we're right, 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 right around be there. The next so Tuesday. if you guys happen to be there, go to Indiecade and look for a game called Max Duo, which is a game that my friend is making. Mm-hmm. And they're helping him uh, pitch his game. So look for John at the Max Duo booth at Indiecade. Yeah. And say hello. Cool. What's that for? What platform? It's going to be on mobile. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's a. It, it needs like a producer or something, right? It's not like on anything yet, is it? Or what's he trying to do? No, so it's pretty remarkable, actually. So he came up with the idea for the game, like maybe not that long ago, maybe two months ago. He just said, "I'm gonna try and do this game." He put together all the design documents and uh, just on kind of a whim, he said, "Well, maybe I could take it to E3 and just kind of show people my idea." So he got a trailer together. And he has a little, he has the idea sketched out and everything. We're going to show all that stuff. So the idea is uh, just to network, you know, see if anybody else is interested in helping him make the game or publish the game and uh, mm-hmm. just see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Do you yeah, just kind of, you'll have a, de- he'll have a demo and something to play, right? It won't be, I don't think it's going to be anything interactive yet, but we'll have like the concept for the game all sketched out. Okay. Um, we have a Kickstarter, which I can, Get the information for that. That's that's what his news was when he just knocked at my door just now. Yeah, we got a Kickstarter that's uh, live, and cool. people can donate to the game, and mm-hmm. that's going to be the main thrust of the of the booth is to show people the Kickstarter. If you like it, support the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many tiers does it have to go through before it gets a switch port? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> on the kicks on the Kickstarter. <laughs> I have no idea. Is it one of those things where, uh, well, I mean, if it's probably, I don't, I don't know how the game works, like if it would work well with the controller or not, if it's a mobile game, but I can put, I can put it in the notes of the show and all that. Sure. Yep. But, uh, speaking of E3 stuff, uh, you had messaged me about it earlier, but apparently a uh, Fortnite's been found in the eShop. Somebody like data mined it and found an icon for that. Yeah. That was the correct idea. Yeah put out this morning there is strong evidence that Fortnite is coming to switch of course this has been a rumor for a while and things kind of heated up well, in the makes, last uh, two and weeks it's or so. literally on everything else really it is on everything like, else including yeah. phones so there's no reason yeah. it shouldn't be on there yeah it's gonna happen i mean it, this is like back in the day when like netflix was being put on everything like there's no surprise here and there's still right. no netflix on the switch <laughs> Shh. yeah <laughs> I guess uh, there wasn't there was an update to the eShop. I don't know if you guys caught that or not, but there's new categories now. Now there's a featured category, which shows like uh, games that I guess they they want you to look at or whatever. And there's a great deals category now instead of which sales. Replaced uh, on yeah. sale, right? Yeah. So like a featured category shows like the Octo, the Octo expansion for like Splatoon two and like Dundar is in there and like Glass Gungeon. Like there's like indies that I guess they're pushing or in the featured area, so it's cool that uh, there's kind of a way for them to push like games that have come out a long like earlier, you know, but they still want people to get it. So there's there's a little I, bit. I did look at the video for Shape of the World, which is the late, the latest release as of now. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like Proteus. Do you have you either of you played that game or any of you played that game? Proteus. Mm-mm. It's on PC. Well, it's like a procedurally generated uh, like abstract 3D game where. You kind of just go around and the world kind of like builds itself around you and you discover wildlife and kind of follow it around. And this game, this game looks a lot like that. Like it's almost identical. In, in fact, it's a little less abstract. Like there's actual plants and stuff growing around you. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that game. Like I was like, man, that looks, I watched the video for it right before we started recording and it looked just like Proteus. Uh, weird. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at it. I haven't taken a look at it yet. It's 15 bucks. So. A little pricey to, and it looks like it's a walking simulator kind of thing. Oh, okay. My favorite game, walking simulators. Speaking of walking simulators, it's actually not a walking simulator, but uh, Blaze, Blaze Blue Tag Tournament's out now, or whatever is uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle for $50, which I was really interested in that game at one point, but after playing the demo, I'm so confused by it that I can't really bring myself to spend $50 on it. Oh, there's a demo? 
because I have no idea what's going on. There is a demo, yeah. But the demo was like an online mode, and I was confused through the whole thing. So it's kind of like, uh, maybe I'll wait on that one. But uh, there was a couple, uh, aside from the Fortnite thing, the Blob got a release date that's coming out the 26th of June. So there's another game to the pile of June releases. Seem to be a I lot. Forget, of those. Is it just the first one, or is a package with the second one? I think it's just the first one. They uh, they should do it the same way that they did uh, Ikaruga and release it for like fifteen bucks. That would be great. But I don't know what. I don't know how they would do that. By the way, some I of like the blob a lot. It's kind of a precursor to Splatoon in some ways. Yeah, sort of. Color because thing. you're painting stuff, and it's a yeah, it's like a monochromatic world where there's like monochromatic cops that like don't want you to paint stuff. I remember that. It's all about like color and. It's different from like the post-apocalyptic squid world of Splatoon, but it's as similar, I guess. And I remember it also yeah. had the it also had that music that would change depending on what you do. And I was like games that do that, where like there's stuff added to it depending on what you you know how you play the game. I bought that game on day one, and uh, one of the perks was they gave you a T-shirt with the game, and open the T-shirt up, and it's like a size, it's like this yellow shirt, and it's like a size small. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> maybe it's being marketed towards kids. I don't care. Yeah, but, uh, I like this game. Obviously not being marketed to blobs. Not to oh. blobs, no. <laughs> Otherwise it'd be one size fits all. I guess uh right. I guess they didn't ask you what your size was before before they gave you the shirt. Was no, it, like, it was in just the game? like as I recall, I think it was like attached to the game or something. No. Like so it just came in the package. I remember you you were I, kind think, of... I think it was a situation remember that we had those like with Skyward Sword or whatever, they had a box sometimes. Yeah, the Skyward Sword and came so with it was a like CD. Yeah. A small shirt could fit in the box, it seems like that kind oh, of deal. Okay. Yeah, there's not like you didn't get it from you didn't get it from GameStop. They don't have like you can't get a bigger shirt or whatever. No, I got it at Best Buy. Okay, because sometimes like the pre-ordered shirts, you know, you'll get to pick your size. It's mm-hmm. not a tiny one. I remember you telling me a similar story about a uh, scribble knots where you got a really tiny rooster hat that you couldn't wear. Do you yeah, I got that? the rooster hat because <laughs> I I'd, uh, got scribble knots on day one, and uh, I was disappointed that it was so small. Oh, but yeah, yeah I couldn't wear it. Yeah, it's too much. Uh, it's all kids stuff, I guess. There. Uh, one more quick news thing, and then we'll and we'll take a break. Apparently, Square has said that they're secretly working on other new Nintendo games aside from uh, Octopath Traveler. I don't know if you guys saw. Yeah, that. I heard they've got a whole division. Yeah. Devoted to Switch. Yeah, and that they'll be revealing it later or at E3, maybe. I don't know. I'm really interested in that. I know one of Jeremy's predictions for E3 was that a official Final Fantasy game will come to the Switch like any of the yep. numbered ones, so I'd really like to yeah. see that. I think this is going to be like a huge E3 for Nintendo mm-hmm. because it's, okay, it's been a while. You know, Switch made its first appearance at E3 probably when, two, two, maybe E3s like two years ago. ago. Two yeah. years ago. Yeah, because two years so, ago it was two years ago it was Zelda. Last it year was it was Zelda, Mario yeah. was the big thing, and this one is, <laughs> I don't know, Smash Brothers? Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Tennis. You know, it's been too. a while now, and, and the Switch is definitely the monster hit that it is, and uh, the creators have had time, third parties have had time to get on board. I think we're going to see a lot of cool stuff from third parties at this E3. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a big show. Well, I also saw, this is another kind of news thing, but it's also like a speculation thing. Uh, on Twitch's like E3 um, showing list that they're doing, they have the Nintendo part of it marked off for 45 minutes from like a... Was it nine Pacific to nine forty-five? So people are speculating that it's a twenty, that it's a forty-five minute direct going on. But people also think that that's just that they did that just to have extra time. You know, maybe it'll only be thirty minutes. But if it's forty-five minutes, that's pretty long. You know, yeah, it's pretty for long. their for their showcase or their spotlight or whatever they're calling it. So, but I have it, a goal when I go next week. 
I've got my power glove back here. I'm going to be wearing my power glove. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so and you can, uh, yeah. So I'm going to try and get it signed by more Nintendo people. You know, I got a signed by Charles Martinet. I'm going to see who else I can get. I'm bringing a silver Sharpie with me. Like uh, Reg- awesome, man. Like Reggie yeah. and uh, Miyamoto yep. and Aonuma or whoever else, uh, Trennan, whoever yep. else you can find. Yep. I'm going to hit them all up. I'll be Fred shameless. Savage. Fred Savage. He's there. Yeah. <laughs> He's signing the glove. Yeah. Nice. Well, hopefully you get it signed. Uh, is there any other news that I forgot that you guys have? Uh, no, not really. Um, other than there is an official, like you said, the official uh, Nintendo Direct during the E3. So yeah, well, we knew that. We've known that for a while. But we now knew it would uh, happen. Now, well, it had a, it's had a schedule for like the past like month or something. But now we're, people are thinking that it might be like close to an hour long. Which hey, you know why not? But uh, cool. All oh, right. did we mention they weren't going to talk about 3ds games according to the? rumor uh i didn't hear anything that about too. that but that wouldn't surprise me so that's kind of a throwing some shade at the 3ds especially well, since they just released the newest like special edition of it or whatever oh yeah there is a new special edition there's like another link one with a shield on it or something right yeah yeah mm-hmm. well i mean they they're also gonna be doing like treehouse stuff all day and if it's anything like last year they did their spotlight but they also announced stuff outside of the spotlight so they did the same thing for 3DS, where they announced like the new 2DS and the and the Metroid game that came out. You know, not outside which of which it makes sense. So. It would need to be front and center, like people live streaming. Like, mm-hmm. let's just talk about the 3DS stuff after. Yeah, 3DS fans will just look up the video on YouTube later. Mm-mm. Yeah, that doesn't mean that they won't talk about 3DS, but it might just it might not be in the spotlight, which is fine with me. Cool. All right, let's take a break. Sounds good. So, uh, Sam, let's talk about uh, Toy Du Jour, a place that I have mentioned a couple times on this show. Um, I know I mentioned it to a friend of the show, Nate Lockhart, who was here from uh, – he, he came he came to town for the Midwest Gaming Classic and went and was in Chicago for uh, for a couple days. And he didn't visit Toy Du Jour, and I gave him a hard time for doing that and told him that he had to go next time. And, yeah, he's uh, from Buffalo. Yeah, he's from Buffalo. But uh, I made sure and mentioned it before, plus it's uh, – one of my favorite places to go to. I've taken Jeremy over there a few times, and uh, I have. I a, mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I have a couple of things, and and even in my game room here from Toy Du Jour, I got a, I got my thing that I just bought right here. He, he hangs out out over here, but next to me, so got him hanging out. Most most of the other ones, he's the only one that actually came out of the uh, package. All the other ones are are, in, are on walls, like in the living room and and my room. But I, I bought remember it. his package was. Ready to be opened anyway, right? Yeah, his package was kind of falling apart, so we decided to open him <laughs> and, and take him out. But plus, he had like his uh, Sky Cycle in there that you could put together. So, oh, then you gotta, yeah. But uh, talk to me about uh, Toy Du Jour and like uh, how like have you always been? Oh yeah, Jeremy also talked about his uh, cartridge that he got with all the extra games on there from yeah. from, from your place. So, yeah, you cut me a nice deal on this too, by the way. So thank you for that. Yeah, right on. But I'm assuming it worked then. <laughs> oh, it works fine. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So what, uh, I mean, 
I didn't I didn't hear the episode, but what what was all on there? Because I like I said, I only tested it to make sure it turned on on my Game Boy. So like so, what. Yeah, so it has this uh, GT racing game. I think it was like a towards the launch of the Game Boy Advance, and so it's kind of mode seventy. It's got like a Twin B game. That's uh, that was a launch game, game too. Transport. Yeah. yeah, and then everything else is a uh, Famicom ports. So a lot of it's in Japanese, but there's like ten or however many. It do, it does end up being twenty one games total. So yeah, like nineteen um, plus the three. And it's a bunch of friend. random yeah. like Famicom games, like Ice Climbers on there, I think, and like urban champion and <laughs> it's pretty random no no you know what i'm starting to remember where that came from because uh we, we buy things at the shop and like more often than not stuff will get thrown in a box and tossed in the back before it makes it to the, the sales floor mm. but i i believe that came out of a lot that i got from our friend um ryan brown who is a local comic creator okay okay anybody's familiar but he does a book called uh curse words and he has a book called god hates astronauts um i've heard about he was, the second one yeah yeah uh he's a, he's a local guy and uh he, he brought in a bunch of you know childhood stuff <laughs> not to not to stray too far but he brought in a game boy color with a, a camera attached to it oh and yeah before i went to go sell it i looked on it and there was a picture of him with some girl of like Oh. The rest of the pictures were all like obviously a little brother, just like his face, like inventing selfies before selfies were a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this picture of him and his girl, I took a picture of it and sent it to him. I was like, "Hey, do you need this?" He's like, "Holy crap, that's you know, that's my high school girlfriend." And then um, apparently he didn't tell his wife about that picture <laughs> that I sent him, so he mm-hmm. got in a little bit of trouble next time I met up with them. No. <laughs> Was it like, I mean, was it scandalous? It's kind of hard to tell in Game Boy camera pictures. I mean, it's still a selfie. Yeah. You know? it's, just an old, <laughs> no. it's like an old phone. Yeah. It was like, obviously, the family was sitting in the room and they're on the couch together. Yeah, and they're like, Who's, who is she? And like, uh, that's you. You can't tell. I mean, it's Game Boy Color <laughs> camera. You can't really tell. Yeah, we forgot to mention that it was the 20th anniversary of the Game Boy camera. And we were going to talk about that in the beginning, but yeah, what yeah. better what better way to mention it than that? I mean, with that great story <laughs> about it. So, yeah. the, so did this also come from that person, or was this a different? Yep. Wow. So I've got a game from like a legendary comic creator. <laughs> yep. There you go. Nice. That's kind of cool. I've also I purchased a uh, Metroid shirt from you also, but I don't know exactly where it is. But yeah, it, I think Prime. it was like a. Uh, it was like a Metroid Prime 2 Echo shirt. Oh, the, like the weird side print, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I think that might have been something that was like hanging in my closet for years. And then I was like, I'm not going to wear it so much. But yeah, it's totally, yeah. yeah. Like you're saying, it's like, it's all like on the right or the left side. I can't remember. You know, it says mm-hmm. the logo and then Sam's is kind of hanging out on my ribs. <laughs> yeah. The- Speaking of the, uh, the anniversary, did anybody see that um, the guy who hooked up the lens to the Game Boy camera? Oh man, I was. Just, I, I just, did see that. Yeah, H- yeah. Hooked it up yeah, to like a tele. A huge, ridiculous lens on the Game Boy camera. That was pretty funny. Yeah, hooked it up yeah, to like a, a zoom lens, a right? Yeah, yeah. No, I did see that. Yeah. It's crazy. I think he took a picture of the moon, right? Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> Good old Game Boy camera. I mean, it was pretty much did selfies before selfies were ever a thing. I mean, Nintendo has always been known for being ahead of the game, so they definitely were yeah. in that aspect. I did. Yeah, kind of I... unfortunate about your friend, but that would be funny if that was like the Game Boy camera caused a divorce somewhere <laughs> when you right. said when you said like a picture of him with a girl i was like uh are there some is there like a game boy camera like porno in there is that what you're talking about <laughs> like <laughs> that's the first thing my mind went to but uh actually the um i bought my 3ds from a from a friend of mine this 
this girl on Facebook was trying to get rid of it. Like the first 3DS I got, I bought it from her for a hundred bucks or something like that. And uh, she made a point to make sure and delete all the pictures that she had on there with her boyfriend before she gave it to me. So I thought that was funny. I don't know what was on there because I never saw any of them, but she's like, I got to make sure all these pictures aren't on here. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what you've been taking? I think that's fair. 3D pictures. Yeah. But she said there are pictures of the, so that's, you know, that's the thing. I guess people have taken pictures of their significant others with, with Nintendo stuff before. (laughs) I mean, it's a camera. You, yeah, what yeah. do you do with cameras? You take photos of the stuff you want to photograph. <laughs> yeah, right. Man, but stuff were, being people also. Like you said, ahead of their time, they were even putting the frames on there, you know? Yep. Like how long Kind, kind of filters, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, and you could even make little stickers out of it and stick them on stuff, which they didn't last very long. Like, I remember I put some on my wallet and they, like, rubbed off pretty quickly, like the... The ink went away pretty quickly on those Game Boy printer stickers. It was thermal paper, right? I don't know. I don't think it was ink. It was thermal, so that would make sense that it would just like rub away eventually, like the special heat resistant coating. Yeah. Well, however, yeah, I don't know how they did it, but it would. I remember I put stickers on my uh, wallet, and it just. I'm almost positive it was off. like yeah, it was thermal paper because I think I've seen hacks where people have you know taken other thermal paper and used it because obviously you can't buy refills for the Game Boy printer from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. But uh, I <laughs> we got completely sidetracked with Game Boy Camera. But it but it's the twentieth anniversary. But I wanted yeah, to know, I wanted to know real. what uh I wanted to know like you you know some of your story here about what brought you to uh, having a toy store in Chicago. Sam, have you had a have you had a toy store before elsewhere or like uh I'm sure you've always been a collector, right? Of that. Yeah, try to make this a, a short version since it's my entire life. But <laughs> I've always I've always collected. I've, uh, only ever stopped for high school, uh, but that's actually where my wife and I met. And then once we were out of high school, we both kind of started getting back into toys. Mm-hmm. And from there, it would be you know like hitting the thrift store trying to find stuff for your collection, and then that kind of spitballed into having too much stuff and selling it at toy shows. Oh, okay. So we've always done that. We've you know it evolved to some eBay sales here and there. But Toy Du Jour, the name actually, the, the misspelled name, the D-E instead of D-U, mm-hmm. came from my first real job here in Chicago was for Devil's Due Publishing. Uh, we published uh, G.I. Joe, Joe versus Transformers, like Family Guy, a bunch of stuff. Um, I got a job there, and around the cubicles, everybody would have a ton of toys set up. Believe it or not, I had the most. Like I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I brought in the most amount of toys. And every day I would make it a point to bring in something new for people to kind of like check out like on the ledge of my cube and like come mess with. Sure. So the toy of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Of the day. Wow. When I left that, uh, when I left that was due, uh, I kind of kept it alive. Uh, Liz and I did like a little WordPress blog or something like Blogspot, just, you know, kind of keeping it going with like mini reviews of toys. And when I went to go buy the URL, the toy du jour, du was gone already. I was like, screw it, de. So <laughs> it's it's spawned since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, the store itself is four years, yeah, four years uh, as of uh, March. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a really truncated history of where the shop came from. Mm-hmm. And what kind of because I've, I've never been there before. I'm the only one who hasn't. Um, so what kind of stuff do you focus on? Is it like uh, you know vintage collectibles yeah. or modern toys or? What's right. your, so, your spin? Uh, the full the full line or the full name of the shop is Toy Du Jour Vintage Comma <laughs> Toys Comma Arts and Parts. So it gets the point across uh, if people aren't paying attention that it says vintage toys. Um, hmm. but to stay true to 
the reason we put commas in there, uh, we have vintage items in there, such as vintage clothing and vintage household stuff. But that is maybe like, yeah, I'd say like 15, 20% of what's in the shop. The rest of it is uh, vintage toys, collectibles. Uh, and so the rest of it being arts and farts, we have uh, like a novelty section, which is the fart stuff, just to kind of like give people a place to go if they need a fart machine, you know, in the uh, city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the, uh, the I do too. is uh, we, we do these semi-regular um, art shows where we pick a theme, do a little group show, uh, like we've done Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, uh, you know, just get people in there, um, get get some local artists. that. I liked your uh, Ladies of the 80s. That was a cool one. that you, Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. That might have been a bit reactive to current social. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, yeah, um, it was so cool though. I loved the art. That yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. It was it was one we wanted to do. And there's some such as that. We we did one uh, kitty cat attack, which was pick any cat from you know any pop culture thing and do a piece on a cat. Uh, so that one and the ladies of the '80s, we feel like those might have legs enough to to be like maybe annual events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh sure. Yeah. Was yeah. Uh, was ladies of the '80s? Was that the one I saw a painting of a uh, Samus in there? That was from that, right? Yep. Yeah. Metroid? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, blew me away. Yeah, yeah, that one was cool. Do you, have, you have one coming up too, right? Yeah, so we have one uh, this Friday, which is June eighth, uh, which is Icons. It's celebrating LGBT uh, icons, uh, and we we ask people within the community or allies of the community to to do pieces based off of their favorite icons within that community. Uh-huh. So that yeah, that's this Friday, and then we have one coming up next month in July that we actually haven't put a date on but it's sort of a it's more of a loose it's not so much an art show there will be art um but it's the gi joe day where it's just like because gi joe is like my first and foremost thing that i like mm-hmm. i just like have a day where i let other joe nerds come and talk you know nice when yeah. i was in there most recently uh there was another page like another customer who was just like into the gi joes i remember like was looking at all of them so it's definitely it seems like that's a you're kind of like a spot that yeah it's it's prevalent because i i mean i look for it myself um mm-hmm. when buying and then you know there's always extra that it that goes into the shop you know mm-hmm. somebody's somebody's anywhere near that joe case i'm gonna start talking to them <laughs> <laughs> which I, I don't know if we've mentioned it before but i also love the tree outside the shop with the uh with the parts hanging from it that's really cool <laughs> toy ornaments yeah that's um that's a byproduct from Another thing that we have in the shop, uh, my wife Liz, who uh, creates these little taxidermy like trophy wall mounts of like plastic dinosaurs and like tigers and stuff. So she'll cut the heads off of older toys and mount them in some sort of funny way. And then the bodies, like you just have a body left. So they've been over the years strung out on the tree. Mm. Yeah, I know that. Was she the one? Because I've seen ones that are uh, amalgamations also, like where you have ones sort of like mixed with other things or like new toys created from two different toys or three different toys. I've seen stuff in there also that you guys did. I remember there was like a Castle Grayskull or something that was all painted different or something like that. That's not, but that's something else that we try to to work for uh, is that there's so many like local toy creators too. Um, So we try to... I mean, and that's hitting two of the marks there, like the arts and the toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we, we try to give some space to, to local folks that have their own wares. Um, we have uh, Nerfect, who is uh, 
pretty big in the like the DIY toy community. And then there's Galaxor, who's been doing a lot of 5.5 custom figures, uh, but they're like factory produced mm-hmm. pieces. Um, and then the stuff that you're talking about is actually a guy who goes by Battle Babies, where it's just kind of like he should be locked up, but instead <laughs> he's making toy customs. Yeah. And- I thinking that that's keeping everyone safe at the moment. Mm. The the weird creations that he's he's been putting into the shop and on his Instagram. Yeah, no, I've seen. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen pictures of both of that and the taxidermy stuff. I was just yeah, I always thought that was really cool. Like this taking toys and putting them together and creating a new thing and all that. It's interesting. Yeah, especially on yeah, that's on interesting. Instagram yeah, or like what's what's in the shop as well. Would you say that GI Joe is your favorite toy? Then I was going to ask you like what, what your favorite favorite toy was. Yeah, no, that's. I'm currently. I know that my video is not on, but I'm currently sitting in a room that's just completely filled with GI Joe stuff. Oh, uh, uh, is that why yeah, it's not it, on? <laughs> you don't want to show all your Joes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to keep the location a secret. <laughs> oh sure. Oh yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No. So how how early did you get into that? Like, um, I mean, I I'm not. How old are you? Uh, I was born in '78. So in okay. The, so the the small figures, which is what I'm into, uh, started in '82. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, like when you're that little, you're not choosing what you're into. It's your parents are in the checkout line and they're like, oh, this is cheap. Here, we'll get oh, this. Yeah. But it worked. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, since 82, it's kind of been nonstop. And that's like the old so you, ones. So you started out with the small figures. You didn't like get into giant G.I. Joes like that was that was the old school. Yeah. yeah, the actual like Joe or whatever was like the big ones. You're talking about the little ones with the rubber bands in the middle, right? Or like the black rubber bands? Yeah. The, yeah. And the, uh, yeah. And the multi hands. and The Star the Wars twisties. figures were the same scale, right? Yeah, 3.75. They were, but they did not move as much as the G.I. Joe figures, that's for sure. Like they couldn't, uh, you know, they couldn't move their like torsos around and twist their arms mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Star Wars ones, they just like... You know, they just go up and down. Their their arms don't like bend or anything like that. Yeah, that was that's cool. I was curious, like what probably sparked the the whole uh, toy thing was probably the GI Joes and all that. And uh, so, so you said you stopped collecting for a while in high school, right? Like just completely dead turkey, like a cold turkey or whatever. You didn't buy yeah, any. I mean, I think that's what most folks do, even if they are super into any any sort of like geek culture. You know, like until until they know it's safe. You know, oh, you, I, you know, yeah. yeah, I, I made a big like. Oh, yeah, I'd yeah, give my brother all my toys. I stopped in sure. I stopped in college just because I was broke. <laughs> but I but I but I never but I never stopped like through high school. That's why I was curious because uh I remember like one of my best friends in fourth grade, like uh or fifth grade, we were friends because like we were like probably the only people that we knew that still collected toys. So like that was our thing. Like we still played with toys, like uh towards the end of grade school and like junior high somewhat too, you know, and that was like Pretty much the whole reason we were friends, I think, is because we still bought toys, and everybody else had been like, "Oh, we don't buy toys anymore." But then when I got into high school, I, I would buy them and not open them. Like so, a lot of those '90s Marvel ones that I buy from you are stuff that I collected in high school, you know. Oh, right. On. So because yeah. I was huge, you know, I was huge into comics. So like, pretty much in the '90s, there were no, there were really hardly any superhero movies, or really any good ones. So mm-hmm. basically, anything that had to do with comic books, I had to kind of latch onto because there was. It wasn't really there, you know. It wasn't like it is now, you know, where like everything is a reference to an old Star Wars joke or whatever. You know, it was like back then. It was kind of hard being a nerd and finding stuff yeah. that pertained to that. All so I remember, yeah, all I remember, I kind of latched, latched on all that stuff. I, I was born yeah. in, yeah, I was born in eighty two, but my dad, like, 
got really into collecting baseball cards in like the early 90s and uh you know he started doing that and going to like shows and stuff and that escalated into like toys so i just remember like uh the only like action figures i remember being a big deal were the the spawn ones because he like had the malabolgia like the big like the one that would like damage the the card or whatever from hanging and i remember that being a big deal that he found one of those john leguizamo I remember seeing those for the first time, and that was like, well, these are a different breed of action figures. It's like so much more detailed, and yeah, yeah, they really looked a lot better than than the rest. My dad was, yeah, my dad was just hustling them, though. You know, he was like selling them at game shows and stuff, or mm-hmm. toy shows, and yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember seeing those things, and then all the starting lineups, of course, were a thing too. But like, <laughs> those are the action figures I remember being like. Yeah, collectible back in the high school days. That was I forgot about starting lineup. That yeah. that was always my joke when somebody says like adult toys. I'd be like, oh, what you mean like starting lineup toys? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would always think. I of still when, have. I have like adult toys. Starting lineup. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, package, boring so. sports toys. <laughs> that was that was always a catchphrase that I had. So uh, how have you? Um, how big is your GI Joe collection now? I know you said they're all behind you, but uh, has it gotten pretty? <laughs> close to a whole collection or do you have whole collections of stuff or i don't know like i feel like something like gi joe would be like so much stuff to collect yeah there's there's certain levels to like if you say you're a completist um there's certain things that were like i don't so the original run lasted from 82 to 94 and i'm complete on that uh, mm-hmm. as far as figures go there's vehicles that i just kind of passed on because i didn't have the space at the time but sure. you know like i'm always like actively hunting now and mm-hmm. stuff shop so it's a little easier too but then the line picked up again in 97. And since then, I've been buying everything they release. Um, but then saying I can, I'm a completist, if they release something in 97 and then the next year only the packaging changes, I'm not going to. You're not going to get both. Because yeah. I already <laughs> have that same figure, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, that could that sort of detail could be insane or would completely bankrupt you i guess depending on how because some of that stuff is could be extra expensive i'm sure like if it's a different card or like I, I ran into that with collecting some of the star wars stuff from the 90s where it's like there was like a han solo figure that had like the carbonite like spelled wrong and like that one's like way more expensive you know we'd always look for <laughs> stuff like that and it's like it's ridiculous you know <laughs> i mean it's what about like, like the uh wasn't there a street fighter 2 gi joe line Oh yeah, there was. Did you? Have- I had a. I had Chun Li, and I think my brother had Blanca. Nice. Do you have yeah. those? No, I don't have them anymore. Do you have them, Sam? The the. I I do, and I I include those because they they were part of the main line. They, they were branded as GI Joe. Yeah, they were. Huh? Oh really? Street Fighter GI Joe also released a three and three quarter Mortal Kombat se- series after Joe had ended. Oh, nice. But it wasn't branded GI Joe at all, even though they use a lot of the same parts and mm-hmm. accessories. Um, so it would the- have been weird if the Nether Realm existed in the GI Joe world. <laughs> Street Fighter, I could see, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But so like the Mortal Kombat stuff, I'll pick up here and there, but I don't feel the need to collect it because it didn't have a Joe logo on it. You know. No, wait, mm-hmm. ho- hold on a second, John. So you say that <laughs> you're saying that Mortal Kombat can exist in the GI Joe world? Jax is a GI Joe figure, dude. Like seriously, is he? I mean, no, I mean, look look at him. He's a big dude with metal arms. He's a cop. Like, he looks, he is a fucking G.I. Joe figure. I'm just saying. It it, it makes more. (laughs) Demons and everything. Like, doesn't quite mesh. Yeah, but there's demons in Street Fighter. I think that, I feel like G.I. Joe makes more sense with Mortal Kombat than it would with Street Fighter. I mean, at least Mortal Kombat and G.I. Joe are both like American properties, where it's like. But G.I. Joe has like the Japanese. Get get Mm -hmm. G.I. Joe. I know, but I mean, Jax is just, I think Jax is much of a. 
I mean, he would like be standing next to that guy with the parrot on his shoulder or whatever. I feel like they look, they'd be buddies, you know. Same sort of weird, <laughs> I don't know, weird characters. What What do you think, Sam? Do you think GI Joe fits more with Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Street Fighter, but I feel like that's just me being brainwashed by the fact that it was already included. Oh, okay, because I, I think it between I the two properties, I've always felt closer to Street Fighter in general as a game mm-hmm. than Mortal Kombat. Sure, I just I just felt like. Street Fighter is kind of from a different world than GI Joe. Like the, those having those together for me seems weirder than uh, Mortal Kombat and GI Joe. I mean, they both involve demons. Like, have have you played the story mode on on Street Fighter Five? It's it gets way weirder. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> but I guess if Street Fighter is in the GI Joe world, then Street Fighter is also in the Transformers world, isn't that right? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Because yeah. GI Joe and Transformers have crossed over. So that would mean that Street Fighter and Transformers are in the same world. So, so that car that uh, that Ryu is beating up, like in the bonus level, that's like really bum- that's <laughs> oh, really no, Bumblebee. No. You're saying that's really that's, Bumblebee? <laughs> that's a Transformer kill shelter. Yeah. In the first, <laughs> like take care of. In the first Joe versus Transformer crossover back in the '80s that Marvel did, uh, the first issue, the Joes accidentally kill Bumblebee. So that kind oh. of with, it, with uh, you know maybe that car. <laughs> I hope that's what they're going towards oh with uh, with there being a Bumblebee movie. Like eventually they can cross over with GI Joe and they'll kill him. Something like know, that. Maybe that's his why he's like so like afraid in the trailer. He's like cowering in the corner when he sees that girl because he remembers the time he got killed before. <laughs> it might be like the Baroness or somebody from a GI right. Joe. You never know. Uh, on the subject of video game toys, uh, I was thinking we had a top five last week um, about uh, top five racing games, and I kind of wanted to keep it as a recurring thing. But I was thinking about a uh, top five best video game based toys and uh, i you you would know more about this than i do so i didn't really come up with a list but we we mentioned the street fighter and the mortal Kombat one but are, are there any other like uh crazy ones that you've seen like through your collecting and all that that you want to mention um let's see uh i know that the original bandai mega man figures are are pretty great line uh-huh. I, as, as far as i'm concerned they did i think that was like 87 they did a small series, uh, maybe like 10 figures. It's, some of them are pretty atrocious, but like in that itself, it's it's endearing. You know, mm-hmm. like um, I think the uh, Bright Man was pretty, pretty gross. <laughs> um, oh man, who else is in that? I, the Snake Man is amazing. Yeah, which uh, which Mega Man is it from? Like which like which set of robots? Like, it, or is it just kind of like up till six or whatever was out at the time? It's loosely based on the cartoon. Okay, but okay. You, but the the designs take a little bit more from the game than the cartoon did. Yeah, and that those those get kind of pricey. It's hard to find them now. Um, I'm still not complete on the line, but I've got some of the heavy hitters out of the way and. Uh, so far, like I said, Snake Man is the best yeah. by far out of all of those. Nice. I I don't have it, and I'm if that's it hanging out behind you there on your shelf, I'm super jealous. But the Samus figure that Nintendo did in the the early '90s. Oh, like I don't. Nintendo Power. The, the actual figure? No, I don't. Well, I have the um, I do have the trophies. I have a couple of those trophies from the '80s that they made. I just mm-hmm. just bought me one for my birthday with a there's I have a Zelda one that she got me and I also have a Mario one that I got from then. But the I think the Samus one that's behind me is a bobblehead. Mm, okay. It came that came out uh Metroid Prime one time. It I bought it from GameStop. So it wasn't actually the Nintendo Power one. So it's not technically a toy, I guess. It's like a metal. It's a bobblehead but like her 
you know, it's just her torso moves <laughs> instead of her head. But it's kind of one of those things that, that I picked up. But yeah, no, I, I remember seeing uh, some Japanese uh, Metroid toys, like not actually in person because I would have bought them if I did. But there was a line that I saw at uh, Hollywood Mirror in, uh, in like over in uh, Wrigleyville. Like I found the um, I found a couple of the uh, Super Monkey Ball toys there, like in the balls and all that, and those are behind me also. But if on the back of the if you look on the back of the card, there's pictures of like Samus and like some other stuff, and I never found those but it would be cool i know there's like world of nintendo toys you know which are kind of newer but i was yep, curious I mean, that, that line game of, watches yeah I've, I've kept up on the uh, world of nintendo like i i wasn't a big fan of uh star fox ever so like i let those slide but even the like they've done a great job on those figures that like having never played the game oh sure like, yeah. just one of the figures you know mm-hmm yeah, you had a you had some in there last time we were there. Like I remember the Dixie Kong look one looked really cool. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like the the larger oh, man, they're like maybe six to eight inch Metroids that they've done mm-hmm. of the actual Metroids. Yeah, they're such great figures. Yeah, um, I think we have maybe like four of them. Oh wow! In yeah. the in the store or just in your collection? No, here at home. Yeah, oh, okay. just because like having a bunch of Metroids just hanging around makes sense, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, you got to be careful. They might like sneak up on you and suck your brains. But yeah, <laughs> I'm just floating around. That's cool. We're trying to hit five. I think I said the Mega Man Bandai figures, mm-hmm. the Nintendo Nintendo Power Samus figure. Yeah. Which I'm gonna hold that up as a grail because, like, unless you have a few hundred dollars to throw down on the eBay thing, like. It's, it's not an easy find. So how did you, do you not remember how you got it from Nintendo Power? Like, did you have to send in with points or like, I don't remember seeing it. I mean, I had a, I, I read Nintendo Power pretty heavily in a grade school and high school and college, but I don't remember seeing it on there. Do you remember how you I got it? If you, I'm fairly certain that if you find it in auction, it's, they will have listed that it's X out of so many. And I feel like the number is either like 500 or a thousand or something. Oh, okay. Something. Wow. So it wasn't like was it? Could you win it, or did you actually buy it? Like how? Like how was one to get a hold of it? Like when it came out? I have no, I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just curious because I, uh, I remember like I remember seeing like T-shirts and soundtracks. Like I got stuff like that, but I don't remember ever seeing a Metroid uh, figure because like Metroid's like one of my favorite series, like game series, and Super Metroid's like my favorite game also. And I was like, uh, I was like, man, I don't think I've seen that. <laughs> But uh, I mean, I guess you could you could consider the Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter ones as part of the list, unless there's uh, better ones. The uh, I was gonna say, like the very first time that I went to your store, the very first toy that I bought there was uh, Ganondorf. I bought a I bought a Ganondorf toy. So yeah, uh, that series was great too. Like the yeah. what was it like early two thousand? Yeah, it was the it was Ocarina of Time. Uh, it was from the Ocarina of Time series. But uh, yeah, that was the first toy I bought there, and I was like, this place is cool, you know, because I was like. <laughs> Because I was kind of like, oh, you know, I, I bought toys and like I was kind of out of it, I guess, because like I said, I kind of ran out of money. So I stopped buying toys for a while because I had to like, you know, it's like it's like an addict, you know, you have to take whatever money you have and figure out. I had to like pretty much just spend it on comic books and video games. I, there was no room for toys, too. So I had to kind of cut them out. But yeah, I was like when I went over there, I was like, well, you know, I don't know if I'll get anything. And then I saw that Ganon one. I was like, OK, I, I get that. But I always, I always uh, respected like how good your prices were. I never really felt like anything was overpriced over there, especially for loose for loose figures. You know, I like how your store is laid out too. Like I don't know, it's really fun to look around, and then you've got all the kind of like the I don't know what you'd call them the grab bag kind of stuff. You've got a few of those up front usually. 
where you can get the little like Lego figures or you know what I mean, whatever those are called. Yeah. So it's cool, like looking around, seeing all the old toys, but still having access to some of like the new, more impulse impulse buy stuff at the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and the store kind of reflects like us as collectors. Uh, my wife Liz and I just because that's all stuff that like we would want to buy and have bought, obviously. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, ourselves, it was it was a realization I'd say like a year into it that it was like, oh, I have to also cater to things that I don't know, like or understand. Yeah, where it's. Um, you know, like the younger crowd, you know, asking if we have any Minecraft stuff. And I was like, no, I don't. I do want that. <laughs> because it's huge. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause because all, they do. Yeah. Because all the kids yeah. love it, I guess. Yeah. And for anybody listening who might not live in Chicago, like myself, uh, do you do sales online and stuff too? Can I go on your website and get some of the stuff? Yeah. Uh, actually, the best place to, to find stuff from us is our Instagram. And uh, it's just at Toy Du Jour with the DE again. We also, everything that we put on our Instagram is mirrored on our Facebook, but for some reason, Facebook business notifications don't come to us as easily as uh, Instagram ones do. So if you see something that you like on Facebook, send us a message through there instead of like commenting because we might not see it, Mm. but definitely, definitely Instagram. Uh, The only things we really put on our website are uh, any pieces of artwork that are left over from previous art shows. And then other things that we create, like art prints, um, anything like that, you know? Cool. And I've seen, uh, well, I've seen pictures of like when you pick up like a bunch of stuff, just like stacks of whatever you're looking for. But yeah, sometimes when it's a specific thing, you see a lot of comments that are like, I want it or I'll take it or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm sure you could find a way to PayPal or something, maybe. No, absolutely. Yeah, we ship. We ship anywhere. Uh, Honestly, yeah, we ship international. One of our customers in turkey just got something shipped out to them today so yeah. nice oh that's cool yeah I didn't, I didn't know you guys did that too there's a there's a lot of people that are on instagram that won't ship outside of the country but mm-hmm. uh i've actually had this guy that he's a really good customer he's in turkey he saw something on another person's instagram and i knew he'd been wanting it for a while and i was like i'll just buy it from them and ship and send it, to it to you, you. nice I, that's awesome ship that to you yeah that, that's great wow yeah yeah that's awesome, man. That's cool. Do you have um? Do you have people come in from uh? I know I know you look at a lot. Like I know, I'm sure people bring you a lot of boxes of stuff, or you look through stuff that people have. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have people come from out of the country to show you stuff, or have you seen stuff and asked people to send it or whatever? Um, yeah, we don't. We won't buy from anybody if they have to ship it to us. We do. Mm-hmm. You know, have to see it in the shop. Of course. Yeah, you want to actually look at it. You know, you don't want to. Yeah, I had a pretty horrible uh, trade right off the bat on Instagram. Where like I was trading stuff that I for stuff that I wanted personally for my GI Joe collection. Mm. It was a, a guy in uh, the UK who was like absolutely bonkers for Ninja Turtle stuff, and like I guess it was you know it's more prevalent here, so I had so much more to offer him, and like just stuff like common common figures that you know we have in the shop all the time. He was like losing his mind for, mm-hmm. and then he shows me like I don't know here's here's some Joes I had when I was little, and he's got all these like. UK exclusive figures that I'm like yeah. doing the exact same thing. Like, Oh my God, I want all these figures. Mm. Uh, I sent him his stuff. He sent me my stuff and I gave him the wrong zip code. Oh, and so for over a package was gone. And in that time period, he disappeared off of Instagram. I was like, all right, I got screwed. And it eventually showed up at the shop. Oh, Oh, yeah. so you did well, get good. it. Did so you didn't get screwed. I, I think it was like maybe a year and a half, a little less. Well, you got you got screwed, but in a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it showed up. And like when it walked in, 
like I didn't even have to see the label. I knew what it was, how tattered and like worldly it was by that point. Wow. It but, was all all the contents okay? Yeah, absolutely. But the toys did come through. Like it wasn't like a thing where like the toys were all like scratched up or they didn't look like how whatever the picture was they showed you or anything like that. It was completely honest. Yeah. And they all had PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From all the shit they dealt with. You don't with. know where yeah. we've been. <laughs> we were like in the real war. All over again. <laughs> we were in the real war. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like uh yeah, I didn't even really think. I was I thought you were going to say that uh they sent you the wrong thing or they didn't take a picture of like the back that was all messed up or something like that, you know, like one of those sort of a shady <laughs> thing, you know, where it's like you don't they don't give you all the details because part of the toy is messed up or something like that. Right. But I mean, that is a big reason why we won't just you know, somebody messages on Instagram, like, I have this stuff. It's like, that's great. But unless it's here at the shop, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pay for shipping or worry about it getting here. You know, I would say like, uh, there's been a few things you've posted, you know, especially video game related that have gotten like grabbed up, like before I even had a chance to see your post. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's important to mention, like follow, you know, toys, your, cause, uh, check it off. Anytime something cool is posted, it gets bought up real fast. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times. I mean, that's like, what I've noticed. Everything yeah, I've wanted. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times I'll see something. I'll be like, "Oh, that looks cool," but it's like I'm afraid that I that I don't have enough money to outbid whoever else wants it. So it's kind of like I just hope that somebody doesn't get it, and maybe it'll be in there when I when I make it back in. You know, the price like you just like. Yeah, it's kind of how it's kind of what I think about it. You know, it's like try not to get too crazy about trying to get it. I was like, well, if it's if it's there, and I'll see it, I get it. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. The, the impulse. Like yes, now what did I just buy? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's try to try to make myself uh, less less bankrupt, I guess. In the end, and wait till I. I mean, that's probably why you don't see me as often as as a uh, as you normally would, is because most of the time when I do come in there, I have money to spend. You know, so I'm <laughs> planning on like spending a good amount of money. <laughs> you know, when I do come in there, that's why I don't come in there like every week. It's kind of like for my own good, I guess. For my, for, I also for my own I, I have health. to say. Uh, um... Like I've visited there a few times now, but I like that you always have a Garfield section. There's always like a little Garfield <laughs> section. That's yeah. something I've noticed. It's been consistent every time I visited. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I think they just appear. I don't remember uh-huh. ever any of them from people. <laughs> yeah, and they sell too. They they sell pretty well. When I was at the Midwest Gaming Classic recently in Milwaukee, like there was this booth of. Uh, all Garfield toys. It was just like an in cap kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was the exact same stuff that had been there the year before. Like, <laughs> there's just like, there's you needed like to buy all of them. It's <laughs> market of uh, Garfield merchandise. There was so much Garfield crap in the eighties though. I mean, like, Oh yeah. Impossible to get rid of. Well, it was huge. And he had that Garfield and friends show and you know, it's yeah. Yeah. I just always liked that egg, the egg with legs. That was probably my favorite character. Sheldon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sheldon. I think everybody had at least one of the Garfield collection books. Like, pretty much everybody had the collection of the comics. Right. You, have, you had at least one if you were born in the 80s. Yeah, I had like, one. I, th- I think, yeah, I think we all did. Is there a is there any, like, a toy line that, like, you weren't necessarily into before you got into Toy Du Jour that you, like, discovered, like, while you've been collecting stuff to sell it that you think's really cool? Huh. That's, <laughs> I, there's always been toy lines that, like, I've known that like eventually I would get into, but it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of like the D list eighties stuff where I knew that like eventually I would have time to go back and get in humanoids or silver Hawks, you oh, know, just yeah. silver Hawks. Ooh, yeah. I remember silver Hawks. I had a yeah, couple so of those. There's, there's stuff that like, you know, like I collect GI Joe, that's my main thing, but like we have a full collection of Inhumanoids now, or, you know, like 
Mm-hmm. We have a ton of He-Man figures, even though it was never like my main focus. But like when when a complete really nice figure comes in, and you're like, ah, uh, maybe this one just goes to our house, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I remember as a kid, I like had uh, I think they were called Rock Lords. Was that kind of like a throwaway thing? I I, I had some of those figures. They were like Transformers, but they were rocks. Well, there was a there was yeah. the Gobot Rock Lords, right? So were those Gobots? But they, they were. were there was also uh, a He-Man oh. figure, at least yeah, there, two of them. I was gonna say there was a He-Man. There were He-Man rock figures yeah. also that yeah. I had. Kids the, in the '80s loved rocks. Uh, the pet rock man. It was I huge. was one of those kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the He-Man was like my first love as far as toys went. Like that was the one. Yeah, it was too. probably the first toy I ever got. I think was Ram Man. Mm-hmm. I have the Battle Damage like, Skeletor still. I still have yeah, a lot. Got, yeah. Both the Skeletor Battle Damage and the He-Man one. Yeah. I still have a lot of my He-Man stuff at my mom's house, but but that was like the my very first toys where it was He-Man. It was like the ones I that I fell in love with and all that back in the day. Yeah, but me too. Yep. Was, yeah, I gave away a bunch of those and sort of going back to the thing where you reach high school or whatever and you're like too cool for toys. Well, uh, around like later on in high school, after I'd given those away in like maybe fifth grade or so to my friend's little brother in late high school i called my friend back who i hadn't spoken to in like six years and like tail between my legs hey how you been man uh those he-man figures that i gave your little brother <laughs> does he still have but it was like one of the moments of like <sighs> i know <laughs> i shouldn't be doing this as i'm doing it but yeah. i'm like man the, the the draw is just too strong i felt yeah. so bad about giving away my he-man figures mm-hmm. and uh he was like uh let me check the basement and he walked away for like Three minutes, and he was like, uh, I think we got rid of him. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> good good, good luck. See ya. And then, like, never <laughs> talked to him again. Yeah. But, yeah. Do you cry as you ran home? Back. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Was, I mean, I like where, do you guys fall, where do you all fall with uh, siblings, if you haven't? Are you oldest, youngest, middle? Oldest. Oh, I'm the youngest, yeah. Um, uh, I have a twin, so but technically I'm the youngest. Okay. And Jeremy's the oldest, right? Yeah, I'm the oldest. Yeah, I'm the youngest. I have I have two older sisters. Which was cool because actually my oldest sister Kelly, I got a lot of her seventy Star Wars toys. Like when I, you know, when I like, so like she got a lot of the original seventy seven stuff because I wasn't born yet, and she was a big Star Wars fan. So so it was cool. I got a lot of like a lot of her toys when she uh, aged out of it. You know, plus they were like they're like half sisters, so they were a lot older than me. So mm-hmm. so I got a lot of their toys fairly early when I was a kid. So that was that was rad. I remember I had a couple uh, Care Bear stuff too, like that big. Uh, the big blue bad guy. I remember yeah, I liked him. <laughs> I think my coolest thing I have from like, yeah, back in the eighties still is my, uh, rainbow bright poster, which is like completely like torn to shit, but it's the official movie poster for the rainbow bright movie, which oh. I would think I was two or three when it came out, but I was like really into rainbow bright. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. My, my fiance has been uh, getting back into stuff like that. Uh, checking out, uh, I mean, getting like rainbow brights and poly pockets and stuff like that. It's it's nice <laughs> that she likes toys too. So it's uh, yeah. So I don't really have to. You know, they got that. a Shira coming back on Netflix, right? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it could be interesting. I don't Shira's know. Shira's back. <laughs> Was there any like some completely obscure toy that like you just discovered through like I don't know through the store, or was it mostly stuff that you already knew about, like from your collection? Uh, there, there's there's obscure stuff that comes through, and <laughs> I've got a guy. <laughs> so like sure. anytime. Something really weird comes through. I just shoot a message to my buddy Steve, and I'm like, "What is this?" And he's like, "Oh, that's Lord of the Underworlds. That's the Frogman that was released in '95, only in Hong Kong." You know? Wow. Yeah. Uh, but like, nothing, nothing that's like really like 
you know, drawn me in to start mm. collecting. It's just, sure. I need to know what the hell this thing is. You know, did, oh, yeah. you, did you say, I remember you saying earlier, was it like 97 when you like started paying attention to <laughs> just collecting everything? Yeah. That was uh, a year after I was out of high school. And that was, that's why I was asking you guys where you fell within your, your siblings. Cause uh, like, like me, I was the youngest of four. So I didn't have anybody younger than me in the household collecting toys after I was. Oh, okay. So I felt like maybe that would, you know, that would help some people, you know, stay within the toy community. Just like sure. saying, oh, you're, you're picking up the new X-Men figure. So like, I want to check it out too. Yeah. But you know, like sometimes cousins too, or whatever, like younger brothers of best friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I guess, I, I mean, I, I lived like sort of vicariously through like my nieces and stuff where I would buy, I would, I would buy toys for them, but. It wasn't never really like comic stuff though, because they weren't as into it as I was. But right. yeah, but I would st- I would still go look and like you know when the new some of the new Star Wars stuff like the prequels like I bought a lot of those toys when the, when they came out. You know I think that's kind of like where it, when it I remember kept, the uh, when it kept going when, and probably where it stopped. Yeah, when too. there was a yeah when there was the re-release of the Star Wars when they did the special editions in yeah. the late nineties. Yeah, um, when the first uh, New Hope came out, there was like a, a Luke Skywalker figure. You could get, and yeah, my dad you, was like, "You uh, get all of them." It was it the one with the movie theater? Yeah. Are you are you talking about the one that the one that you got to go? Like, are you talking about the Jedi one that you got from Return of the Jedi? Yeah. So you would get like one. Yeah. Well, no, whatever it was, it was like yeah, it was like a re-release of the Luke Skywalker figure, mm-hmm. and it only like came with the movie ticket. And yeah, I, I remember I, getting that. I have that one. That's one of the yeah. only. I think it's the only Star Wars figure I ever bought, but it came with my movie ticket when I was in high school. Mm. Yeah, I have him. The Star I, Wars I, figures I, I ever both had versions. were hand-me-downs from some kid at my church, and uh, I think I still have them. But I have the Rancor. Nice. Oh, I never uh, had the Rancor. I wanted that's the, it that's the giant dude, right? The the big like foot tall figure, I think. Yeah, yeah the one with the hands yeah. and the mouth that moves. Yeah, and, and you have a little, yeah. there's a little knob on the on his back yeah. that moves his mouth. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of pennies in that thing right now. <laughs> I've just like put stuff in there as a kid. Still rattles around. Yeah. And, uh, I was at a, a local, um, what do you call it? Like a not a swap meet, but like a flea market, and I saw in box that same thing was going for four hundred and fifty bucks. Mm. I was like, oh, all right, I got one of those that's at least worth one penny. Yeah. So, <laughs> did you? Uh, I I want to say, uh, Sam, was there ever like a holy grail thing that you wanted, like with you when you were younger as a toy that you could never get, but you finally got now? Like, a, I don't know, like a giant play set or something like that. Like, I always wanted the He-Man Eternia when I was a kid, but I never got it. But I'm sure, like, in, in like in your collections, you were able to get whatever that big thing was that you wanted, or I don't there, know. There's still some stuff that eludes me, and uh, we've actually had a couple people try to bring in that Eternia play set to the shop, but uh, I know the two of you guys know that the shop is not that big. Yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> true. The play yeah. set is very big. Yeah. So, sometimes it just had to be like, I... I really have nowhere to put this unless I have somebody that I know I can turn around and just text them and be like, Hey, I have an attorney. I'll come get it. You know, <laughs> I don't even know it's where like, I don't even know. Where I, I was going to say, I don't even know where I would put it if I bought it. <laughs> Wait, what <laughs> you know? was the attorney of place? Cause I have, I have the castle grace or I had the castle grace goal, but what was the attorney of place? I, think, I, think it was, I feel like there's like three giant towers connected by rail, rail cars along the top. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I think I remember. Okay, I remember now seeing something like that. Yeah, but yeah, to, to answer your question, I um, a few of the Joe pieces are are much larger than they should be. Uh, so they had the aircraft carrier. Oh yeah, I was just going to ask you that giant aircraft carrier. <laughs> yeah, so that thing is seven feet long. Wow, and it's sitting next to me here. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we just got our house a little over three years ago, and it's the first time that I've been able to display it. Uh, it's been in a closet for the better part of like 18 years. But that's just that's from when Liz and I would sell at like toy shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and eight, 18 years ago, somebody had it at their booth for I think 150. And I was like, yep, sure. And then, yeah. <laughs> how much did it go for back in the day? I think it was like a hundred bucks. Wow. I, I think how I much f- could you get for it now? Uh, complete like this, they usually go just under a grand. Like if you see them at like a Comic Con or something like that, people are usually asking like fifteen hundred because they think mm. that, that somebody would break down and buy it at the con for that much. But yeah, yeah. If, mm. if it was in our shop, I'd probably maybe like eight hundred complete. Nice, wow. that's insane. Yeah, yeah. And I, I but think still I, not really that crazy if you think that it came out that long ago when it was a hundred bucks mm. at release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I yeah, had a true. friend that had that. Like, I feel like I saw it at one point. But yeah, no, it's always cool when you get to get. I mean, I'm sure it's something like when you were younger, you thought you'd never get a hold of, and now you're in the place that you can, and especially have a place where you can actually display it, especially with something as big as that. You know, is most most important because I have toys at my mom's house that I still haven't, you know, that are in the basement that I just don't know where what to do with them. Like I have more comic book toys that are just kind of in a box. Like I had a lot of those like ten inch figures, and I just All don't right. know, and I just don't know where to put them. You know, so they never made it up here. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, I have a collection of, like, I have all those re-released Star Wars toys that Jeremy was talking about, including the one from the theater. And even the ones that had the lightsabers that were taller than them that got recalled, which I thought was cool. They called they recalled those back and replaced them. But, uh, I mean, that's, like, about all I have from high school. Like, most of it's, like, still at my mom's house because of space. But it's, like, just trying to there find is, space for everything. There is one piece that still eludes me, and I, like, I, I think I brought this up recently to Liz. Um, the original Transformers line, they had that massive uh, Fortress Maximus figure. Oh, okay. He's yeah. Too tall. So, in however many years that we have been collecting and buying and selling toys, we've not even had like a junky, like broken one come through the shop or through our mm-hmm. collection. Oh, you haven't seen it at all, like in any way? Not even a broken one? No. Yeah. Like never at like a flea market or you know, like never at something that would, you know, put it within our grasp of owning it. Oh, okay. No, that's a shame. I mean, is it, I'm sure you've seen them online, right? Or like you've seen people selling them, yeah. like they do yeah. exist or you've they actually do, touched and like one. Even at other, like even at other shops here in the city, you know, like you'll see them every now and then. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird to me that like, you know, I, I'm, I'm also pretty close to completing a G1 collection of Transformers personally and like that guy eludes me which is slightly aggravating uh (laughs) my my best friend growing up had one and i he still does have it and a few months back his younger brother came up from st louis to visit and he brought me a box full of toys that his son was no longer into so like the first uh transformers movie action figures he's like here, my kid's not playing with these anymore. You can just throw them in the shop, or if you want any of them, just take them. And in the bottom of that box was this tiny gun that goes to one of the smaller figures oh, that wow. came with that giant Fortress Maximus. Oh. So I text his older brother, and I was like, hey, are you missing this gun specifically? And he's like, oh, yeah, I am. I didn't mm-hmm. say anything, but I just put it in the mail. And a couple days later, he's like, oh, my God, thank you so much, because that, <laughs> like, that gun can go for like 50 you know? By itself? Nice. Yeah. So he got the gun, and he's like, I can't believe you found this. This is great. And I was like, dude, that is literally your gun. Like, your brother had it mixed in accidentally with this stuff that he brought. Mm, nice. No, that's cool. You are able to get that back to him. Yeah, whereas I super won his Fortress Maximus. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sure you get it eventually, hopefully. If I ever come into contact with one, I'll uh, 
I'll message you and let you know. I don't know how I would, but if I, so I mean, you never know. I mean, you never know. You might see one somewhere and be like, "Hey, do you still want that thing?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Answer is so, always. So yeah. you could you could say no to this, but uh, could I show you a toy I've been unable to identify that I bought at a Goodwill, and maybe you could give me some insight because I've looked online and I haven't been able to figure out what it is. Sure. All right. Hold on a second. Oh, you're gonna grab it right now? <laughs> Do it right on the show. Yeah. Um, after that, after that, we're gonna have to start wrapping it up because I think we're at almost like two hours for the show. And I, but what do you got? Yeah. I was just going out on a limb because I've like put this on Twitter and everything, and no one could figure out what it was. But it's this. I don't know if you can tell what it is from the webcam. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure that's um, the space. What was the series called? Well, it's Power Rangers, but what is the space? This is from Power Rangers. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a transformer, so I know it isn't. <laughs> yeah, he folds. He folds out into a larger robot, right? It's pretty much yeah. It's like a a carrier. Like these things open up, and there's a bunch of little tiny figures inside. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they assemble into a bigger figure, but they kind of look like they might like be part of another smaller model. Is there any uh, company listing on there? It just says uh, Bandai. Oh, well, then that's... Yeah, that's Power Rangers. It's got to be Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Bandai is Power Rangers. Except now it's Hasbro. It says oh. 99 Bandai. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, 99. Yeah, that would definitely be uh, the time that they had. They had all that. Did you ever get into Power Rangers at all, Sam? I figured... I mean, it missed me. I was. I kind of aged out of it, so I figured it aged, you aged out of it, too. Yeah, me, too. If yeah, you were 78... Um, having to put things in the shop that I didn't really know or like. Mm-hmm. That's probably <laughs> part of it. Was, yeah. yeah. Cause that was, that was like a breaking point for me in my high school career was, uh, Power Rangers and Spice Girls like came around around, out around the same time. And that was like when I was like, okay, uh, TV shows suck and, uh, mainstream music sucks. That's like where I realized <laughs> where I'm like, I'm not doing I either of those. Power Rangers cause I was mad cause they kind of took over Ninja Turtles and I still like Ninja Turtles. So it was an either or thing for me and I sided with my boys. Well, I felt kind of cheapened because I could tell that it was a Japanese show reworked into a, an American show. Yeah. So it was kind of mm-hmm. like, a, you know, because they basically took all the action scenes from a Japanese show and like dubbed it and just only shot the stuff with them out of their suits and kind of just worked it in there. So I could like smell that it was a cheap show and that it like maybe nobody should like it. And plus I was a huge Godzilla fan growing up and I felt like it was like a bad version of Godzilla, you know, because it had like big monsters and stuff, but it wasn't as fun. You know, so it's just kind of like, no, I'm like, nope, not into it. But, you know, yeah. I mean, for, for people nowadays, yeah, you definitely have to sell that stuff because uh, a lot of people, I mean, only like a few years younger than us are like super into Power Rangers. So, Well, that's you its know. own genre, which I, I don't know the word right now, but the whole like live action segments with the scale down cities, like, mm-hmm. isn't that like a whole genre of like. Well, it's like, God's, I mean, it reminded me of Godzilla stuff Japan. because that was like all I really knew of that was like the Godzilla, but same sort of thing. Yeah, like but, the Ultraman. Godzilla stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, uh, but, what was it? Tatsunoku, the uh, the like uh, Japanese animation company, like they pretty much. What was it? Uh, Gacha Force was like the very first like of that type of like Voltron or Power Rangers mm-hmm. and all that with like Ken the Eagle and all those guys. They're all playable in uh, Marvel versus or uh, Capcom versus Tatsunoku. I only know that because of that. But yeah, they were like the first time where it was like little machines make a big machine and all that. You know, like the little little tigers make a big make a big robot or whatever. And it kind of went from that. But that was an animated show, so it wasn't like small buildings and whatnot. But, I mean, that's kind of the world we live in. I, say, I mean, it it probably make you feel really old that there's a lot of people out there where, like, the GameCube was, like, their first system, you know, or, like, uh, oh, you yeah, know. That, I just, yeah, uh, I tweeted this today that uh, 
So a, a grandpa, and I'd, I'd put this grandpa on like maybe around like 70, came in with his grandson and the grandson, probably like 12, 13, they came in and the grandpa picked up something and he was like, what, what is this? And his grandson went, I think it's a game. And he was holding an Atari cartridge. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Neither of them knew what it was. Wow. Yeah. They were wow. both aged out of that. Wow. That's true. Well, yeah. It fell in the middle. Tarsh. I'm sure they had, I'm sure they'd seen cartridges. I mean, well, I guess they just didn't know that type of cartridge. Yeah. That's crazy. But uh, I think, uh, I think I'm going to have to start wrapping it up here. But um, is there anything you want to say about the, we talked about stuff coming up for, for the, for the shop, but is there any more, any more stuff that you want to promote, Sam, before we sign off here? Uh, No, I say just give us a follow on Instagram, Toy Du Jour. Yeah. uh, And then, yeah, the art show is this Friday if anybody's in the area. Yeah, definitely. And that's uh, on Western in Chicago in uh, Logan Square area. Um, yeah, it's pretty much at Toy Du Jour for everything, right? Like where we would find you on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, Facebook. right? Absolutely. Facebook. Yeah, just I mean, if you if you search Toy Du Jour, I'm sure you'll find the different places to find things. <laughs> D-E, not D-U. D-E. 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 Yeah. yeah. It'll D-E. be in the it'll be in the uh, description. D-E-J-O-U-R. J-O-U-R. Definitely check it out. It's one of my favorite shops in Chicago. You should definitely come buy and see it i tell a lot of people to go especially people who are into comic books or video games or anything like that because you can find all sorts of or star wars you can find all lots all sorts of fun loose toys or for garfield for various oh yeah or, or garfield for for a decent oh, price wait, you know <laughs> so cool well uh thanks thanks for being on the show uh really yes, appreciate so having you appreciate I, feel, it. I feel like we talked Thank about you. a lot of a lot of cool stuff and uh it's always cool to hear about different toy lines that we don't know about and, and you know just your own journey as a toy fan which uh I always like hearing because I'm a I'm kind of I'm a collector by nature, so it's a it's always fun to hear like how it all starts and all that stuff. And uh, of course, I wish you guys the best and uh, love to see more of the uh, upcoming art shows and all that fun stuff. And it's always fun to come in there and look at stuff. But uh, we've been your hosts. I'm uh, Trey Johnson, I'm Jeremy Mikowski, John Litter, and Sam. I've never played a Switch. Wells, <laughs> <laughs> you, you got to get on that. You guys should you should play the Switch at some point. Uh, you can uh, you can find us at nintendomadepodcast.com. Uh, you can uh, download our, our podcast from any of the different podcatchers out there, uh, you know, whatever, um, Downcast, Smallcast, whatever they're called. You can find a Nintendo Made Podcast on there. We're on uh, Spotify as well. You can find it, find it there. Uh, we have videos on YouTube, youtube.com slash fingmater, F-I-N-G-M-A-T-E-R. Uh, we also, I also have a Twitch stream, uh, twitch.tv slash Podcast. You can watch me do stream stuff. I think I finally fixed it to where I can stream at 720 now, so everything looks a lot better. So uh, you can check that out. I do streams every Thursday and, and Wednesday, so check that out. Anyway, um, thanks for thanks for listening to us, and uh, we'll be back next week for E3 stuff. See you later. And Sam's wife, let him play this way. Come on, come yeah. on. Just yeah. let him play. Yeah, let him play. Come on. Come on.
This new uh. <laughs> way to blow it. Second word. <laughs> uh. 